You're now listening to Cinco Squad. What is going on, everyone? This is Jonathan with Cinco Squad. With me is my brother, Mike. Mike, how's it going this evening? It's going well. Uh, it's been a, a long day, but it was a day that I you know, could get through because I was looking forward to this show and the NBA draft. How are you doing? Doing well. It is our NBA annual NBA draft live show. Yes, we are live here again um, on Facebook and YouTube. So make sure we're going to be here throughout the whole first round and maybe some of the second round. So make sure you're tuning in. It's going to be a great night of basketball. Grandpa Jay and Trey Day are going to join us here in just a little bit. Mike, let's just dive right into it. We got about 12 minutes, about 10 minutes until the, the first pick comes out. Um, who is the person that you're looking forward to the most in this draft so far? So, I mean, obviously, like, the, the unanimous consensus number one pick is Victor Wembanyama. obviously. Like, that's been – that was decided before anyone had the pick. So, I mean, he's an interesting prospect because he's – they're calling him the best prospect since LeBron. So, he's interesting. Honestly, the – there's a few different names that have come up for me um, that I, I'm kind of interested to see where they go. One of them is Chris Murray – out of Iowa. Um, his brother Keegan got drafted by the Kings yeah. and actually a lot of projections, because as you know, and anyone who knows me knows I'm big into like looking at mock drafts. A lot of yeah. projections actually do have him getting to one of the Kings picks. So that would be interesting. Play with yeah. his brother. That'd be really, is his brother still on the Kings? Keegan Murray? Yeah. 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 Ke- yeah. I believe Keegan is still on the Kings. Okay. Okay. So they would be playing yeah, together. That would be an interesting pick. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, anybody that comes out of Iowa, out of that program, is well-versed in knowledge in the game of basketball, can defend very well. That is the M.O. of that team and that coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, I think that's a good – I think it's a good pick. Um, I think mine is going to be um, – I, I got about – I got two. So, okay. one is going to be Scoot Henderson. Um, I think he's the best player in this draft, hands down. Um, he's just got everything that you want out of a player. He is NBA ready. Not saying that Wembiana is not going to be NBA ready, um, but you know he's played European ball. He's always been taller than everybody else. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see what 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 comes about of it. Um, the other guy is the and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Help me out, guy for UConn. That Jordan, uh, Jordan Hawkins, Jordan Hawkins. I yeah. think he's going to be an elite player. Come right in and give a team good minutes off the bench. I also think that he's he's gone through a lot of adversity through his career at UConn mm-hmm. and in the college ranks. So I think him being at the top of the game that he was last year mm-hmm. hel- helped him go into. He went into a ten game slump going into the NCAA tournament, and then all of a sudden was like, "Who the heck is this?" So. Um, I think Jordan Hawkins is definitely one of the biggest picks. Yeah, I, I think Hawkins is a very underrated prospect, and I think he'd be a lot higher on people's draft boards. He is a projected um, first-round pick, potentially slipping into the late lottery, maybe mm-hmm. picks 11 to 14. Um, I think he would be a lot higher on people's boards were it not for this being a very guard-heavy draft. 
there's a lot of outside like after you get like the size of Wembenyama where he's mm-hmm. he's listed as a center the next center isn't next highest rated center is Derek Lively out of Duke and he's again supposed to be within that 11 to 14 range but there's like mm-hmm. a few small small forwards and a couple power forwards but the rest is like point guards and shooting guards i want to say there's like in the lottery considered lottery talents there's like seven or eight guards so yeah. it's, it's a very saturated market for guards this year and i think hawkins were it not that way would be a lot higher i think what 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 bothers with him is the fact that it is a guard heavy like you were saying mm-hmm. i mean there's i'm looking at the point guards right now there's 23 point guards on the board mm-hmm. and then you look at the shooting guards and there's 25 shooting guards right so you're right it, it, 48 total guards and on the board um, you know, I think Grady Dick out of Kansas is probably going to get chosen before him. Um, mm-hmm. But I love the tenacity of that player. I love Hawkins' uh, tenacity, um, his way to get to the basket, uh, make his own shot. I think that's huge. And I think that's why I think Scoot Henderson is one of the top players in this draft, if not the top player. I think whoever's getting him is going to get a winner immediately. You can yeah. put him on any team and be successful. One Biana. I think he's going to have trouble um, to start off with. I think he's going to have that um, height trouble. I mean, his height, obviously, 7'5", but mm-hmm. his physicality, you know, watching his highlight tapes over the last couple weeks, um, you know, I've noticed that if you watch him, he gets bullied around some a lot. And I think a center like Bam Adebayo or Nikola Djokic is going to bully him around in can he develop size? Of course. Look at Giannis. Giannis can put on almost 30, 40 pounds of muscle. You can do it, but I just think that's going to be his downfall to start off with. Yeah, I mean, it's there's always kind of a, um, I guess you could call it like a baby deer effect, where yeah. he's a young kid who's really tall, and he, you know, they list him at 220, 220, 227. Um, a lot of that comes from the fact that he's 7'5". So yeah. a lot of that comes from his height. But, yeah, if you can get him, like you said, with Giannis, or if you can add, like, get him to, like, 240, mm-hmm. 250 maybe, um, give him a little more muscle. And he's a kid. Like, he's young. So, obviously, he'll grow. He'll continue, especially with pro-level strength and NBA pro-level strength right. and conditioning. He'll grow into his body and continue. He'll just have to, for his first year or two, um, find a way to leverage the height advantage he's going to have on everybody uh-huh. while he gets that strength. But yeah, I think Scoot is, I love Scoot as a pick. Um, I think I would have him coming off the board second for me. Well, he's going to uh, come off the board second, regardless. I mean, Wembyon's going to go, uh, he's going to come off the board after, Wembyon's number one, uh, he's going to oh, be, yeah. That's consensus number one. Spurs will get Wembyana, and yeah, then yeah. I, and then Scoot is going to go number two. Um, I think he fits Charlotte a little bit better. Um, he's better shooter than Lamelo, or uh, not Lamelo? Yeah, Lamelo. Um, so, although I I would hope that Portland gets him, um, you know, I think that he's going to Charlotte. He's a, he's been number two all year. I don't think Brandon Miller did enough during the Alabama season to do so. Yeah, I, I unfortunately, I think that would be the right choice. I unfortunately do not think that's going to be the case. I think Portland is going to end up with Scoot because I think Charlotte's going to end end up going with Miller. I think they're going to. I don't 
again, like I said, I don't agree with it. I would put, I would take Scoot, put Lamelo at the two, and run those two as your as your backcourt. I think they want to keep Lamelo at the one, mm-hmm. and they have an opening at at their three spot, and I think they're going to take Miller. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I can't say you know it's not a good pick. Um, Miller just has a bad taste in my mouth, you know, mm-hmm. from that, you know, mm-hmm. from that, everything at Alabama, the scandal, the way he acts, the way he walks around, you know, yep. like, like he's untouchable. I, I don't like that as a player. I don't like that as an NBA player. And I thought that would drop his draft stock. Now he had an amazing, uh, SEC tournament. He had amazing, um, NCAA tournament, but I don't think that yields anything. Um, we got Christopher Casey in the house. I think he just signed off, but hello, what's Chris. up, Chris? Chris, thanks for tuning in. We're going to be here all night. Everyone, make sure you're tuning in Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitter. Um, we are on live on Twitter, but mm-hmm. we're going to be here all night. We got Trey Day and Grandpa Jay coming in. Um, our first live show in a few weeks. Um, normally, we do a pre-recorded, but yep. good to be back on a live show. It feels nice. Um, Mike. Let me ask you something. And I was having this conversation with Trey Day earlier. With with the fact that the NBA draft, mm-hmm. I had I had this question for, and I'm gonna bring it up to Grandpa Jay as well if he pops in here in the next couple minutes. But I almost don't like the trades before the draft. Now, hear me out with this. It's okay. it's kind of a twofold. Like I understand trading is a part of it. But I don't like all the trades from player to player, those type of things. I almost would rather have it after the draft if that if that happens. So if you draft who they want, those type of things, it's almost like it sounds weird, right? And people probably listening are probably like, what the hell is he talking about? But it's more or less that I, I like the fact that you're taking away like this Chris Paul to Jordan Poole trade. It kind of take it kind of takes some air out of the Barclays arena tonight. Um with the fact that now that everyone's talking about Jordan Poole, Chris Paul, what's he going to play? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's like um, with a draft, you kind of don't want anything distracting from the draft. Correct. And in this case, with with big deals like like this Chris Paul trade and the one before it that got Chris Paul to Washington, the Bradley Beal trade, everybody's yeah. not right. There's there's more talk. Less, a little less talk of draft and more talk of oh yeah, how does Chris Paul fit in Golden States? Is right. is Jordan Poole a focus on the Wizards rebuild? Like is that, is he going to be one of their long term pieces? Where mm-hmm. does Bradley Beal fit in with Phoenix? Are they the best team in the West now? And on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, I, no, I, I I get what you're saying. I, I understand, especially with the fact that there are picks involved in these trades. That they the the teams from a team perspective want to get these trades out of the way because they want to get, you know, if you let the draft go by before you make these trades, that's less pieces uh-huh. that are going to be, you know, available to you to acquire right. and less urgency with the team, depending on what you're going, looking for in a deal. But yeah, I think I would, I guess, put an addendum to that in my personal feeling, which is that I'm okay with these trades before draft day on draft day. Focus on the draft. Like if you yeah. like at that point, it's unless like, you're okay, making no. trade for picks and trades that way, yeah, or trade for a player like like we might see tonight with Portland might trade away that third pick. Um, right. You know who knows? No, well, that's the point of it. 
trade away the yeah. third pick for Dame. Um, but no, actually, it wouldn't be that. It would be trade Dame for a better, a, you know, a better, a better pick. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I enjoy the fact of the draft night. I think it's a big deal. The big one of the biggest stages, one of the biggest nights mm-hmm. of the uh, of the year for them. And you know, just taking away from that, it sounds weird, like right. And I'm not, I'm not putting it in the right term that I want. I just feel that you know we should you know give more credit to these guys that have worked their butts off to get to this stage. That only certain guys get called to Barclays Arena, and only there's only what forty. 40, 60 some picks tonight? 30 uh, and 30? Yeah, it's so, yeah, 60 picks. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, there's only 60 guys going to go off the board tonight, um, which means there's a lot more guys going to go undrafted and whatnot. Um, Actually, there's 58 picks tonight. There should be only. 60. Two, two teams, and I can't remember offhand which two teams it was, but two teams I know had to forfeit their second rounders for – Certain reasons. Wonder who that would be. Hmm. Anyways, you get fifty-eight. Regardless of that, it's fifty-eight picks. Right. You know who, whoever would it be, and you know, let them enjoy the night for the night. And um, I think that's that's where we're getting at, right? So, um, when it comes down to you know, players that you're looking forward forward on your team. Who do you think the Knicks need to go out and get right now? Now, on a side note, the Knicks have been in talks with LA to get Paul George. So, what do you hope to get out of this? Because the draft pick you may get may not be there for the seasons. Right. Would you take the Um, draft pick or would you take Paul George? With a Knicks team that already showed they can make the playoffs and make a run. Well, at this point right now, I would take Paul George simply because I, well, so the Knicks don't have a first round pick this year. In fact, I don't believe they have any picks. I believe their second Second is gone as well. I believe their second is gone as well. Um, I'll let you know in a second, but go on with what you're saying. So, it's kind of a double-edged sword because you know in that case, if you're getting Paul George in a, in a deal, you're most likely forfeiting even more picks down the line. Now, with the Stepien rule, as Trey so eloquently told everybody about in the video, go check that out on our socials, um, they can't trade next year's yeah. first-round pick because of that rule, which means you're probably trading your 25 pick at least, if not your 25 and maybe your 27 for a guy like Paul George. Mm-hmm. But with no picks this year and a window that we know can close rapidly in the NBA, I would honestly take Paul George because I think he's he can at least contribute as a piece now for a team that seems to be in position to make that push now as opposed to maybe trading into the first round and – you know, getting somebody you may have to wait for. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to trade any first round because you don't have any picks. So there wouldn't be no opportunity for that. You would have to almost, you know, actually, you know, you would have to grab a pick. You'd have to trade a player to get something. Right. You'd have my, to trade my, my opinion on the, on the Knicks, you 
keep Randall, right? You trade R.J. Barrett, get a first-round pick, because you're not guaranteed Paul George is going to play a whole season. Paul George missed the playoffs, too. True. So this past year for L.A., and he hasn't really been healthy. I love Paul George. I love his game. I love the way he plays basketball. I love his talent. Now, as Brandon Miller says, he is not the GOAT, um, but, you know, I think he's still a top perennial player. So when it comes down to it, I would trade R.J. Barrett, go get yourself a draft pick that can help you win maybe in a couple years. But that could also be the trade for Paul George. You trade Paul George, you're not going to trade picks. You're going to go trade players. So they might get a deal for L.A. L.A. might go get R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and maybe a 2030 pick. So it wouldn't be trading away a first rounder. It'd be trading for, you know, what are we in 23, seven years from now. So technically they're going to get that pick back probably eventually. But you know what I mean? Like that's that's, that's how the NBA in, in, I notice in NFL works as well. Well, the the problem with the problem with trading Randall and Barrett in that deal or anybody of their caliber, which you would need to for a player led deal for Paul George is who replaces them outside of Paul George, who, as you said, you can't rely on to play a full season. They really aren't working with a lot of money to go and dip into free agency after the draft to replace those guys with anybody that's going to help them stay at the level they're on with a potentially injured Paul George. I hope not. I mean, I I, I would love to trust that Paul George is going to play, you know, a full year. But as you said, we don't know, especially because he's not getting any younger. I mean, you're not winning with R.J. Barrett. You're not winning with Julius Randle. I know. I'm not saying – That's been proven. I'm I'm saying both. Like, so – De- you deal Barrett in the deal because George plays the three, replaces R.J. Barrett, but who's replacing Randall at the four? I mean, they've... you can get a guy. You can get a big guy. He plays the five most of the time. Well, that's because Mitchell Robinson was hurt. Right, but he's going to play five most of the time in the lineup because you're going to want to have your skilled guys out there. So he's going to play the five. You can easily replace your five, four or five. I don't. I wouldn't know. say. I wouldn't say that's more more of a. Potential. But, with, you, but with who? You don't have any money. That's not necessarily true. I mean, you know, regardless, I mean, you're you taking George's contract. You can restructure some deals. You're getting rid of Randall's and and Barrett, which is a pretty high contract. I think Barrett's still on his rookie deal. Um, you get rid of, you know, you, you can build a team around that eventually. Um, so I I don't see I don't see the value behind George right now as a player. Um, I see him being yeah. tough, to, tough to market right now in, in the sense of just becoming the guy in New York. New York is not an easy market. And one of the greatest players of all time in Carmelo Anthony had trouble in New York. And that was more or less because of your um, your uh, owner there in GM. Yeah, James Dolan, which is exactly but, why they are going to go get Paul George. So, to hold off right now, yeah. For everyone to know, the San Antonio oh no, not the Brooklyn Nets. Sorry about that. San Antonio Spurs pick Tim is Collins. in, and they. Gee, will, I wonder who it could be. I mean, this is the easiest pick. It shouldn't take a whole lot. It. Should, I'm so glad this didn't take forever because, 
I would have freaking lost my shit if the if they would have taken all freaking <laughs> the whole time. So, and look who joins us, Grandpa who Jay. What's going on? What's going on, fellas? Happy draft night, our second annual one. How's your uh, night going? It's going good, man. So, I uh, I'm in a little technical difficulties with the laptop, so forgive me for any choppiness with the phone. You know, you know this. The Android game ain't too strong. But yes, gentlemen, NBA draft night. Lo and behold, I wonder what the Spurs are going to do right here. It might be the most <laughs> obvious pick in the last, I don't know, 20 years of the draft since LeBron. <laughs> yep. So I asked Mike in the beginning, you know, besides the top three who you, who you like, who's the player that you're seeing as a secret pick or a secret opportunity for a team to grab that's like oh that's money that Nikola Jokic that Dame Lillard that CJ McCollum yeah. who is that guy late in the rounds that you're gonna see like damn that that that's gonna be a steal for them people think and I think he can be a contributor from early on I think if you have a silky jump shot a lot of a lot of teams are still looking for that player that can just catch and shoot right now we saw how much it helped Miami without having uh a lot of front court depth, like they had about five or six guys on the floor. I mean, five or six guys, sorry, on the team that can shoot at will. And I think we're seeing in today's NBA, it's still going that way. So I'm looking at the guys that can catch, shoot, and contribute right away. So I think I think young Howard might be somebody that may end up in somebody's lap. And a lot of people are going to be wondering, like, why did we pass on this kid? You know, good pedigree. Didn't have a great uh, college career in Michigan. Uh, some issues as a good teammate. But I think when you're not under daddy's watch anymore, you don't feel the privilege and you don't feel the entitlement. I think the right team or the right head coach could whip him into shape. So I, I'm kind of more uh, more interested in talking about like how much more action is going to happen other than these guys getting drafted. How many moves are going to be made? Because we saw some huge splashes. I know you guys just spoke about that before I got on. Obviously, Chris Paul being yeah. the biggest one so far and Mark Smart yesterday. So it's going to be interesting to see how these teams start to handle what pieces they currently have and who they think they can move in exchange for, like you said, some of these picks that may seem like value to to others, but um, to some they're like, oh, we'll just pass on them. You know, some teams might be like, yeah, we want that kid and we're going to make a move to get him. But let's uh, let's see the most obvious pick of the draft come in here right now. The two three is going to be interesting to see who goes second and third. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely. Um... Something that I, I, I've seen as well um, is, you know, the player you were speaking – who did you say again? I'm sorry. I was trying to watch the draft and then listen to you as well. So, who were you saying? Jordan's done. His first name's not coming yes. to mind right now. Is it Tr- Jet, I don't know if it's Jet, Tristan. Jet, Juwan's Jet son Howard. out of Michigan. Jet Howard. It's Jet Howard. Thank you. So yeah, Chad. It looks like yeah. the consensus – Number one pick goes to Victor Wembiana out of France, the seven foot five, two hundred and twenty pound out of France. Again, going to the San Antonio Spurs under Pop. Pop gets his big guy again, which you know I I like the move. I like the move maybe five or six years ago with a little bit younger of a Pop because I don't know how much longer he's got coaching. That's my that's my fear with this is like who's gonna take over pop? But like, that yeah, don't matter, have... bro. I feel you, I don't feel I don't feel you don't pass on a, a generational. You don't pass on a I don't think player. he's a generational talent. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't think he's. I don't Why think not? he's. 
I really don't think he's going to be able to – I think eventually he'll get to being an all-star type player, but I feel his physicality under mm-hmm. the rim with these bigger guys like Jokic, like Bam, like uh, a Julius Randle, like um, Anthony Davis when he's hurt, healthy for the four games of the season, um, they can body him. <laughs> Um, enough that around. I didn't see that in a lot of his, and I watched a few of his games on YouTube, like from you know, uh, watch it back over the last years, and that seems to be the the consensus that he is is a great talent. He can shoot, he can dribble, he can do a lot of things in the game. I'm not saying he's not worth the number one pick, but I think that he's that Scoot Henderson is the NBA ready go in and change a team right now. But he'll change the team from one aspect. He'll change it from one aspect because Scoot to me, and I've watched a lot of stuff on him too. I I don't think I don't think he's a proven lockdown defender. I think with Wemby's size and athleticism, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if people are banging him. He can get a fingertip on the ball, or he can he can misguide a lot of people from wanting to be more aggressive against the Spurs than they have been because what we saw with San Antonio last year is it was the worst defensive year in Pop's history as the head coach. His presence alone around the rim alters people's idea of how they want to play against him. Whether they want to go at him and he has to prove himself. I mean, look, wouldn't you say I've said the same thing as as Chet Holmgren last year? Chet came in super skinny. He can get moved around. He proved during the preseason, and that's why I wish he had played, because I think we would have had a sample of what Chet did to say, hey, Chet did it, and Wemby's more athletic and taller and has a better jump shot based on what we've seen. We had Chet sample size because Chet was still blocking five, six, seven blocks a game in the preseason, and he was getting pushed around. So I feel like he he is that guy. And and look, I love Scoot, and I love what he's going to bring to the game right now because I think it's the first draft we're going to see that the G League really alters how people look at drafting because we'll see maybe three or four guys going to top 10 and we haven't seen that before. So I think we see the future of the NBA going more towards let's look at the G league first before we look at college players. Yeah. I just feel he's going to have a tough time to start off. I think eventually he'll get to the level and I never underestimate Greg Popovich. I will not. He's the best coach of all time. Hands down. Greatest coach of all time. He can get him ready. But he almost reminds me mm-hmm. of a Wake Forest Tim Duncan coming out. And he, it was kind of like he had to kind of yeah. nurse him to get to what he needed to be. Mm-hmm. Tim Duncan was a great player coming out of Wake Forest. Don't get me wrong. But if without Pop, yeah. I don't think he becomes a Hall of Famer that he does. So I think this is a perfect fit for him. And that's what we go on, right? We talked about this during the NFL draft. Perfect fits. I think perfect fit for Brandon Miller is definitely not to be in Charlotte, and, but he's going to go there. I think, he, you know, like Mike said, um, and he's getting all giddy up but there. That, but um, that, that's what they need. They do need a tall fo- forward that can – They don't need another guard. They don't need another guard, but neither does Portland. So mm-hmm. does Scoot Henderson not go to yeah. Portland? Like that's my that's my thing, right? So Yeah, because they want to start over. But what are they, they want to start uh, over? That's a good pick because even if, even if, even if he's in Dame's shadow for one year, they can still they can then get then get value for Dame if they realize like, hey, this is definitely the our future. We can move on from Dame and get as much value as possible right now to keep building around this kid. So it is a good idea for Portland to draft him because it's not like look, 
we saw the Suns go out and get another player that was the same player as Booker and Durant. So it's not like teams are afraid to get two of the same player. Durant, Booker, and, and Bradley Beal are the same player in different sizes like you sent to me, right? Like it was a pretty funny mm-hmm. skit. That They're essentially the same player. So teams aren't afraid to get similar players on their roster. I think Scoot's the best choice for Portland. I think Brandon Miller's the best choice for Charlotte. Will they go that way? We'll see. Because maybe we'll Scoot's the because- next best available player over Brandon Miller. I can do it. We'll, we'll see right here because the pick is in for the Charlotte Hornets. And we'll see here in about a few minutes when Adam Silver walks out and delivers the message of who is going next. So, so um, but yeah. I, I think, I think, I think you got a point. I personally just don't like Brandon Millett. I yeah. don't like him. Yeah. I, 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 I've never said that about a player really, but I just have no care if he has success in the NBA. You know, I think the Hendricks those... kid out of UCF might end up being better than him. I think he's probably one of the diamonds yes. in the rough that people are mm-hmm. kind of underestimating I... how good the kid could be. So, Jamie, what I said was my my secret pick, who's going to be one of those guys, is Jordan Hawkins out of UConn. He's a guy that yeah. is built through resiliency, has gone through slumps at the top of the where his team needed him, and continue to push through. Plus, I think he's a good lockdown defender. That's the good. That's mm-hmm. the best thing about him at UConn. He was always guarding the best ball handler on UConn, mm-hmm. or you know yep. whoever they're playing. So I think he's going to be secretly good, and someone's going to get a steal from them. Me, I hope the Heat grab him because he'll he should be there around seventeen or eighteen when it, where the where the Heat are picking. So, um, interestingly enough, when. Um, when I've looked at like the mock drafts and projections and stuff for this draft, um, you guys end up with Jet Howard. I've seen that a bunch of times, but I think the pick is coming yeah. in, Mike, and let's mm-hmm. see who it is. You know what, Tudor? Brandon Miller. Miller. Yep. 6'8, 200 pounds, uh, small forward out of Alabama. Brandon Miller is going to the Charlotte Hornets. Now, the key is. These, this is great in all these picks and everything, but do do any of them get traded? Not this early, I don't think. This isn't one of those years. This isn't a Luca Trey Young year, I don't think. Unless someone really wants to unite yeah. the Thompson twins. The biggest thing with him is he can dribble. He can create his own. I, bet, I was about to mention that. Like if they want to sign him around, I'm not, I'm not and yeah. that's a good thing, right? Because yes, and it's always push, good. And he could push. It's always good. It's always great catching and shooting, but if you can create your own shot when Lamelo's guarded, mm. when oh Bridges is not there anymore, when you've got other guys that are guarded and you can create your own shot at six foot nine, that's a lethal, lethal player on the team. So you know, I'm looking at that pick. I like it for Charlotte. Um, I would have, you know, I've, I've been a fan of Scoot Henderson all year. So me personally, like he's the number one pick. I think San Antonio should have went with him, but you know, uh, I'm not saying that these aren't wrong places for these players. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. You you would think I mean, you would think now Scoot's going to Portland. You would think. So, the question is: Is Scoot going to Portland to try to recreate Dame and McCollum, or is Scoot going to Portland because Dame's on the way out? And I feel like you know Portland's had their fair share of picking second a long time ago and going with the wrong guy. So maybe Portland was happy to be at three to say. 
did we make the right decision between Brandon Miller and Scoot? And if they had passed it on Scoot and he ends up being a, you know, right. a, an all-time great player, then, you know, they don't have to like, go through that whole dilemma again. And maybe, uh, maybe John's right. Maybe Scoot does end up being the best player in this draft, you know, two, three years down the line, we realize that. And I think the only thing that probably prompts that is if Victor has a lot of injury riddle seasons. But I mean, like, like we spoke about in one of our podcasts a couple of weeks ago, Joel Embiid didn't really play until his third year, right? So if a team's willing to have patience with their generational talent, they don't have to really prove that they can do it in year one or year two once they right. do finally actualize their potential. You know, and Embiid finally has done it with having his MVP season in what, six, seven years. The Spurs are in a four or five year rebuild. So, you know, John, we we're just saying that maybe you are right. Maybe Scoot ends up being the best player in this draft, but Victor doesn't have to do it in year one or two, like you guys said. Well, he has a lot less pressure, right? Yep. Right, and that's what that's what I mean is that if you if 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 what Victor goes to Portland, it's win now. Yeah, you're you're seven five. You're coming in. We needed a big guy. We needed a, a, a like you said a, a change in the system. It's almost like Shaq and Kobe right there. Boom, reincarnated right. through Dan yep. and Victor. So that's why I said I think that would have been a great pick. But you're, you would be asking a lot. What's good for him is he can just come in nice and easy. The team is all young. What I wish the yep. San Antonio Spurs would have kept was DeJounte Murray. And I think DeJounte yeah. Murray yep. would have said the same thing. <laughs> you know, because I think that would have been a, a elite combo right there oh. in an immediate, you know. So, um, but you got a great point on that. I mean, I think he doesn't have to rush this. Brandon Miller, I think they're gonna. there's going to be a lot of eyes on him. He has no zero room for mistakes right. in the NBA. He has to almost Correct. Walk, walk a straight line the entire way. No scandals, no nothing. Because as Just soon play. as they do, gone. And I think that's probably what a lot of teams have said, yep. you know, especially from coming out of what happened at Alabama. We can't ignore that. Right. You can't ignore that because it's still on him, you know, in the, at, that, at that point. So we'll see. We'll see what comes out of this. Um, I believe Portland is in Portland's pick is in here. So we got the pick is in for Portland. These three will go really fast. I think, I think after this, it's kind of a toss up of who you need for your team. Who's ready to win now. Um, yeah. So Portland's pick is in tonight. Um, shout out Are to we, Mike for all the graphics. Uh, for no, putting so, you did the pick. You did the pick. So don't don't discredit. We got Bobby win. Marks. We got Bobby Marks on standby. I'm ready for a Bobby Marks, a Bob. Uh, what's it? Woj bomb. A Bob bomb. Um, <laughs> is he gonna hit the mark? Is the question. The thing is with Dame, right? With the trading of Dame Lillard. Yeah. I don't understand. You know where all these reports are coming from. One day it's you know and and I. And I'm ready for this to just end. To be honest with you, it's almost like right. the, it's almost like the Aaron Rodgers. But I love Damian Lillard. I don't really care for Aaron Rodgers that much. So I'm hoping yeah. that you know Dame gets that playmaker that he's been needing, and you know this can put them up, you know, into playoff contention. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. See what happens. But I agree with you. Just like either move them or don't. Well, I think I think it's a little bit tougher than that because you still I think he's gonna get fifty million dollars this year. So it's it's not as easy as 
just moving him. I think it has to be the right move. It has to be the right acquisition. And we'll see here right now. They need who a goes team. They need, it needs to be a three to four team trade. It's your guy, Adam John. Adam Silver will. Scoot Henderson is going to the Portland Trailblazers. There's your guy. There's your guy, John. Is that. 195 pound out of the G League Elite. Yes. Or Ignite, Ignite, Ignite. And man, this dude's gonna be something special in the league. I can tell you right now. He's all, he's he's got me, he's got me like the type of Anthony Edwards type type vibes. He's quiet, he sticks to himself, he does what he needs to do on the court, and he just he's a baller. You know, and I you know, those it's just an amazing combo. I think yep. it's gonna be in Portland if Portland keeps Dame. Um but this is a great pick. I think all three of them are, are one, two, three. But now we see who goes after, right? Is it gonna be the both is it gonna be the Thompson twins? Is it gonna be Grady Dick? Because I've heard his name go, uh, come around there. Um it's uh it's it should be interesting three through fifty-eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously. No, now 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 is when it gets interesting because now we really don't have an idea of who's gonna go. I personally have Houston taking Amon Thompson. Yes. To be their new point guard. Um, I will say this. I do not have the Thompson twins going back to back. Yeah, they said that one of them, I think it was Amon, that was the one that is probably going to go to Houston. And then when you're looking at Detroit, they just got Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham. It's right. really not a good fit. If anything, you know, if you're if you're Detroit – why not go after a center? You know, why not go after Derek Lively? Um, I know, I know, yeah. Malin's Malin's uncle's probably like, no, don't say that because he's high on Derek Lively to go play with Luca in in Dallas, which actually would be, be a, a great combo. Be a great combo there. But I mean, I would say, why not go get yourself a guy, a good big man who's athletic, who can play the five and shoot the ball. He's seven foot two, two hundred fifty pounds. And, and I watched him a lot at Duke because he was an ACC play. Mm-hmm. He really can stretch the floor for you, and he's athletic and fast. So he can move. He can defend well for you. The problem with him is his outside shot, right? He can't He can't really shoot that well. Right. Um, but he can develop that, right? So if he's going to play at, at in the NBA, he's got to learn how to shoot as a seven-foot uh, center. So I think, I think, in my opinion, Detroit should take him next. But I wouldn't be surprised if they take – like Cam Whitmore, um, Taylor Hendricks, like like uh, Jay was saying, you know, six nine, two hundred and ten, athletic uh, forward who can play the five. You want to go small, but you know can play both ways. Yeah, no, I I when I was looking at it and kind of thinking in my head where I thought guys would go after I had Eamon Thompson here to Houston, I did have Cam Whitmore out of Nova going to Detroit. 6'7", 232, he's a bigger body, uh, more muscular three, which given what they seem to be developing their offense as, which is very, you know, based in their backcourt with Cunningham and and Ivy and their athleticism, I think a bigger body to kind of stretch the floor, be on the wing, I think would be a big help for them. But no, I don't, I would not blame them for Lively. I mean, he's, he's a tenacious defender and rebounder at, to the annoyance of, I know both of us, being in the rooting for teams in the ACC, um, 
I was very impressed with his ability to protect um, the rim and um, grab boards. Um, as well as, like, yeah, he can stretch the floor well. He's an athletic, athletic guy. Not the fastest um, we saw as from the big men, but certainly not slow. Yeah. So I, I think that'd be a good pick. It's a little early for me to take him. Uh, like I said, I have him going around 10 or a little after, but I wouldn't blame them. I will, I will say I wouldn't blame Detroit for potentially, you know, quote unquote, reaching for Lively in, at the fifth pick. Well, Houston's got, I think, is going to take a guard here. But you look at Detroit. Detroit's got 6'7", Cade Cunningham coming off an ACL injury. Jaden Ivey, who's 6'4", guard, who's already playing at that level. He's definitely going to uh, affect. It's, it's going to affect because you've got two big guys at the guard position. So right now you got to get a forward right now. And like uh, Daniel Blakely, you know, said, said here um, in our comment that Detroit and – are linked to Draymond Green. Understand that, Daniel, but I don't think he's going back there just because he went to, uh, you know, uh, Michigan State. I mean, yeah, I, I suppose if that's their goal is to eventually acquire Draymond, then that, I think, makes Whitmore even more potentially the pick because if they're getting Draymond, I don't think they'll take Hendricks. Now, it could still be, like you said, it could still be lively, but... I don't. Yeah, I, I I see Whitmore as the pick there, personally. And I mean, you have uh, Jalen. Uh, what's his face? Uh, he's, he's on the screen right now uh, from Auburn. Uh, uh, what's his name? Jabari Jabari Walker. Jabari. Who's the guy from Auburn? Mike. Oh, Jabari Smith. You're thinking Jabari, Jabari Smith. Smith. Jabari Smith there. So I see them going like either a power forward and or a guard here. They're taking the entire time here, so we'll see. There's a guard here. They're taking the entire time. So, um, let's see if the pick is in. It is in. Here's it is. So. Not surprisingly, Houston, the first team to take the entire time. Uh, yeah, it's a tough. I mean, it really is. Uh, I think it's, you know, I think we're seeing right here that um, is it the Houston, not Detroit, right? It's Houston. No, it's Houston. Houston, Houston Rockets. Rockets pick is in. And I'm I'm not always great at reading faces and body language, but it looks like I believe that was Eamon Thompson looks very happy. So he may yeah. have just gotten the call. So we'll see here in a second. Uh, Mike, what do you think? And Grandpa Jay is having some technical difficulties. Right now, he'll be back here in a second. Um, who do you think, you know, realistically looking at the the team that really is interesting to me in this draft that has a lot of picks is the Orlando Magic. Mm, very much so. Very much so. I think uh, they, are, they have found themselves in a great position as they stand right now to be able to bolster their roster. How many How many do they have? They have three picks? Three first rounds? They have three. Three, yeah. Man, the ability to get three of the best players in college. Here comes Mr. Adam Silver. Yeah, I think, you know, like you said, it's going to probably be Eamon Thompson going off the board, which I believe it is. It's six, it seven, is, in fact, under a 99-pound point guard out of – and then played for the overtime elite. Yes. Um, 
great fit, especially if they go get themselves uh, uh, James Harden in, in free agency. This mm-hmm. team could be playoff ready immediately, and especially with who they've gotten. Uh, the year before uh, Jabari, Jabari Smith, they got Jalen Green from the Ignite. Um, mm-hmm. So those were two big picks. Yeah, and, and I think it also allows them to be able to move Kevin Porter Jr. back to a role that he fits best in on their roster, I think, which is that combo guard. They did have him by, you know, for lack of, you know, better point guards on the roster, they had him playing point guard, even though when they drafted him, he was a shooting guard. So I think the ability to now be able to start a guy like Eamon Thompson at your point guard spot have Jalen Green be holding down uh, the shooting guard spot and then have kind of your sick, your combo guard sixth man be Kevin uh-huh. Porter Jr. Even though they're still rebuilding, I think that puts them in a much better situation in their backcourt in a very backcourt heavy and centric league. As yeah. The NBA yeah. Has become. I mean, yeah, I, I see, I see what you're saying. Um, but I think bringing James Harden in, having that veteran leadership, I don't trust James Harden in the playoffs and whatnot. But um, you know, mm-hmm. I think that you know he he brings a level of talent. I mean, he's MVP. He's definitely going to bring a lot of. Uh, it, he doesn't have to be the guy on the team, right? And James Harden is going to be the center of attention, ultimately. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, he's definitely going to be uh, – Eamon Thompson is definitely going to be uh, a, cr- a great player all around. Yeah, and, I, and I'm thinking more in the long term for the Rockets because getting James Harden or not, they're really not going to be in a position to contend for a title this year. Um, <laughs> Jay's still having problems yeah. with his with the echo. <laughs> um, Go ahead. Uh, but – I think because like picking up Harden be great. I don't think that makes them you know a title contender. So I'm thinking more in the long term of this, where you're getting an Eamon Thompson who I believe is 19. Um, you know, is your future point guard, and honestly, not a bad guy to learn from in James Harden as far as being a guard in the NBA. Yeah. So I yeah. think that would I think that would be great for both the organization and his development. And man, starting to. Another uh, another six seven point guard in the league. Yeah, just I mean, getting taller. Yeah, they all are just getting taller. I mean, the big point guard. You know, I don't play much into. You know, he's he's a great player. He played. He has some professional. Uh, and like they're saying right here, they need the. You know, they needed that leader at, with the ball. Like Jabari mm-hmm. Smith is definitely great. Jalen Green's more of off the ball. Um, mm-hmm. He brings a leader to the bring up the ball to the court. If yes. you're going to go get James Harden, which I think they wanted to, um, that's that's something that's going to, you know, help with, you know, ball handling in that aspect. So, oh, yeah. 100%. Um, Detroit is on the clock here, and this is the this is an interesting pick because I think you can go any type of way and not lose this pick. Like Daniel Blakely said here a second ago, um, you know, they do – they already had – you know, Pistons have, you know, James Wiseman and Killian Hayes. Two good ones, but James Wiseman is hurt all the time, so we're not sure with him, you know. So, um, wow, I didn't know this. And and Charlotte has five picks on the first forty picks. I did not know that. So that's crazy. I didn't, re- I didn't re- realize that either. It appears as if the Pistons' pick is in. 
And here it is. They were quick with it. They're probably getting their brother. Yeah, they might be. I'm still thinking. I mean, that's who they keep showing, but I'm still thinking the best pick here is Whitmore for what they need. Because Oscar Thompson is not – he's a combo guard. He's not a a, a 2-3 guy. He's 6-7. He's listed at 6-7-204. So, yeah, you could put muscle on him and maybe make him, you know – a two, three guy, but he's naturally a, a one, two guy or a two, one guy the way, cause it was Eamon would always play, play the one and Oscar would play the two. Right. Um, Jay, what do you, what do you think about over there? I think these two kids are some of the most athletic in the draft. So, and that fits NBA culture today where you have ball handlers that are super athletic. Um, um, Eamon definitely, or Amon definitely seems like a great pick for Houston. I think James Harden kind of just becomes a mentor for him. He, he's also off the ball. He p- plays well off the ball. So I think Harden's at the point in his career now where he's looking to average seven, eight assists per game. So he has those high flyers all around him. Houston's a high flying team right now. I think Anthony Black's actually the best pick for Detroit right there. He fits that mentality that Detroit, I think. That's the kind of uh, uh, culture they want to build in Detroit. They want to kind of go back to that blue-collar style of play. So I think Ivy could be there too, and this guy can come in and be the point, like the gritty point guard that they need. So let's see who they go with right here. I won't say anything. I know I'm ahead of you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. There he goes. The other Thompson twin going to Detroit. to back. We go back to back. Wow. wow. Okay. I I like the pick from an athleticism point perspective, like Jay said. I, I really think they needed a wing. And I don't see him as being a, a wing. Well, I see him coming in and playing with Ivy pretty well um, as that two-guard um, combo. Um, Jalen's... Um, a little bit bigger of a guard, so he could play the two. He could play the one. You got Cade coming and playing the three, and then you kind of mix it up between four and five. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know. What Cade six seven? What do you mean? What, yeah, he's but not a, Cade, but he's Cade not a point played, guard. He, that's where they play him. Yeah, because there's no one else that can handle the ball. But now he's a, he's a he can he can create his own shot, Cade, and he can go play the three. Realistically, yeah, he, there's no real positions in basketball. Well, I so understand. I don't that, know why but... people continue to say, oh, the only true position is the center. And that's not even a position anymore. Most guys are bringing the ball up. And Jokic is the best best passer in the league right now. So, I mean, let's, let's be realistic. There's not really a three position. That's where you're just going to list them. That's where he's going to play. Cade's going to always check the 6'7 uh, power forward on the other team. So, that's where you really get into positions-wise. So, when you're looking at – you know, Cade, yeah, you want him – you don't want him taking the ball at the court. He's just coming off an ACL injury. This way, leads, let him run back here. You got Jay Ivey, who's an explosive point guard. And then you got Oscar Thompson coming in and has professional experience running a team um, on a professional level. Yeah, I, I understand that. My concern is not their height, it's their weight. To your point about guys getting pushed around, they'll now have – Three starters that yes are all six seven, but the heaviest among them is Thompson at two oh four. 
Yeah, I don't I don't see that being a problem. And you don't have and they really don't have heavy bigs either. I mean, even James Wiseman isn't I don't believe he weighs that much compared see, to NBA centers. I don't think I don't think weight plays a factor when you're a guard. And you're going up against you're not you're not going up against I don't see that being an issue. Jay, what do you think? That's when you're playing guys that are two thirty. Who's two thirty? That's a point thirty. That's a point guard. I'm not, like talking, about, saying, I'm not so talking about a point guard. We got back to back to back G League picks here. Not surprised. I mean, there was a lot of talk about the Thompson twins going in the top five, and we know Scoot was going to be two or three. So, like we said, it could be a shift in culture here where this year kind of brings about where we're going to be talking about the G League having three, four, five, six of the top players in the draft maybe at some point, unless there's an absolute standout freshman or somebody um, coming out of college next year. And and we'll see where the kid from Purdue, because um, he's decided to go back to Purdue for one more year. So we'll see if anybody wants to gamble on Edie. I think they're going to probably try and mold this game after Joykic as much as possible. And teams might gamble late in the first round. Um, the guy definitely is going to be complete opposite of what you're talking about. He's going to come in at 300 pounds. His head is going to be bigger than Yao Ming. He's going to take up the entire lane. So, you know, we're going to have like an old school throwback sort of center when he comes in, when he comes in to play next year. Yes, sir. And then we got, yes, sir. We got the Orlando and then we Magic got, we got the Orlando Magic picking. See here. So we'll see who they take. This is a very interesting draft for the Magic because they have a very good team. If they pick the right players for this, they, they will they will have a playoff ready team this year. Um, so we'll see we'll see what who come. I mean, looking at this full scope of the team, who is their what is their need right now? Well, so I'm not even a hundred percent sure. That's the thing. Point guard. They should go with black. Jay, we keep muting it because there's an echo on there. So that's why we keep doing that. <laughs> Just to let you know. But point guard is – I mean, you got Cole Anthony. I mean, he's proven – I mean, and you got Jalen um, – Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs out of Gonzaga. I liked his – I liked his his eliteness this year. I don't think they both can perform at a high low. I think Cole will come off the bench eventually or indoor get traded. Um, I just don't think he's the, I don't think he's an NBA talent. Here we go. Pick is in. They select Anthony Black, as Jay said, 67185 shooting listed shooting guard but is a combo guard out of Arkansas. Like like Jay said, Jay's gonna be the guru this this time. Yep. Other okay. than trade A. Yeah. Uh, again, a six seven guard. By the way, I just want to clarify when I was to point out when I was making these uh, these graphics last night. Right. I literally went one to the last. Or not the last, but I went one to thirty in in a row. I I swear to God, there was like eight consecutive six, seven guys, exactly six, seven, like eight straight guys. But are they Black actually six, seven? I don't know. They said, well, that's the <laughs> I thing. I always say that. I was, I was wondering, I'm like, are they actually six, seven? Even when like, Banyama, like most places call him seven, four. Now places are calling him seven, five. 
He's tall as fuck. How about that? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> He's tall as shit. He's taller so. than anyone else. That I've ever met in my life. The, I don't know if you saw the screen, John, but the they point him um, being a stat guy. He's the second tallest player to ever be picked first overall. Wow. The first tallest being? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, there you go. Both technically 7'5", but I think they Ming, I think he measured like an extra like half inch taller than... than see, the other. see, like, here's, here's my thing, right? So what you were talking about size-wise, mm-hmm. you know... I don't think that plays a factor when you're a guard or a forward. When you're a center, you know, banging up against guys like Jokic, you have to have – you saw Bam getting thrown around. You saw Cody Zeller getting thrown around. When it comes to size as a point guard, I don't I don't know any point guards or forwards that are – you know, point guards that are 230. So – Well, I wasn't ta- – ta- so, so I, I, in that case, I was not talking about the guards. Technically, if you're playing positionless basketball side – which is true about most of the league, if not all the league now. You're playing Cade in your hypothetical lineup that you put out there for Detroit. Mm-hmm. You're playing Cade at a small forward position. That's what I was talking about, where Cade is about 200 pounds. He's height or not, what I was saying is weight wise, he's going to be guarding, aside from like a guy like Durant, and even Durant's, you know got a little more weight than 200. You're going to be facing guys that, yes, are as tall as you, but have 20 to 30 pounds on you a lot of the time. Yeah, but he's elusive enough he can get around those guys in or square up with them. You know, I, I don't think that plays a, too much of a factor for those type of guys. Because I don't think there is – it's not – you're. I think what you're thinking about is guys back in the day, like Dennis Rodman, who played the – played the three or four who were big and like you would push people around. Like it's not how the NBA works anymore. You get within a foot and you get put and it's a foul. That's why they well, shoot thinking, 30 times a games. They don't, if you, they don't really push like they used to. Well, I understand that. But so to that point, fine. If this guy that's got weight on you is driving the lane, you're going to have to smother him to stop his momentum. And you're going to get a foul called in today's NBA. So I think right. it can work both ways where you've suddenly got Cade getting outmatched in the lane. Yeah, they, it's, it's a lot more based on shooting, but in a fast break, Cade can keep up with him speed-wise, but he's not going to look – he's going to have to make defensive moves to keep up with them momentum-wise based on the weight and leverage, you know. Yeah. I, I just we'll don't like him at three. Pick. I don't like him at three. Well, well the pick is in. Well, I don't yes. like you at three because the pick is in for the Pacers. You're right. I'm a first overall pick. The Indiana Pacers we'll select. Ooh. Bilal Koulibaly. Bilal Koulibaly. I thought his name was Bill. Bill Koulibaly. 6'7", <laughs> 190-pound uh, small forward. From Is it small forward or is it shooting forward now? Small. I, I still call it small forward. It depends on who you ask. Um, this is Wembenyama's small forward. Yeah, this is his teammate. Yeah. Um, apparently, also now they've now measured him at six eight. So, um, another guy that you got to put some weight on. Most likely, I mean, he's still young. You and this weight, 
Mike, Mike is the weight guy this year for the NBA draft. He loves the weight. He wants to put weight on. Yeah, six eight one. How are you gonna put <laughs> seven two wingspan? By the way, I mean most. I I don't know. I don't think weight plays a factor as much as it does in football. You tell me you got a hundred ninety pound offensive lineman. Yeah, you got to put weight on him. You tell me you got a hundred ninety pound six seven uh, small forward. You know, shooting forward, whatever the one you want to call it. I don't think you need to like look at. It. He can make a shot. He makes shots from outside. Um, he can get to the paint pretty well. I don't know. I just don't see it as a as an effect. It, I don't. I don't. I don't see weight being a problem with for these guys. Well, they did it with Giannis. I guess that's my point. Giannis did it on his own though. Giannis could have stayed the same weight and been fine. Giannis did it for. I don't himself. think he could have been fine. Did what you see Giannis when he when he got to the Bucks? Yeah, and he was still elite. <laughs> like. No, at he a wasn't. high level. Oh my God! No, right, he was not. Go. Oh my. Elite. When the Bucks picked him, you think he was elite for playing basketball for three years and being the 15th pick in the draft? Yes. Okay, you can't call. Okay. There's no degree of elite. You're either elite or you're not. Like. I didn't give it a degree or not. What are you talking I, about? There's no elite, like, okay, I'm elite for being someone that hasn't played baseball because I can hit a ball. I never said that. But you're saying, like, for being a guy that's only played for three years and was No, I was saying, no, that's not what I meant. I meant in the fact that for him playing only three years and being chosen that high in the draft. Okay. How was that not elite? And he was, uh, what? Okay. okay, he got picked 15th in the draft. What did he do after that? Before he put the weight on. Before he put the weight on and got and came into his own. What did he do? He was a top rookie of the year. <laughs> he was God, not rookie boy. of the year. He was not rookie of the year, but he was a seven-time seven All-Star, seven-time All-NBA, five-time All-Star. No, not after. No. Yes, after. His first year. His first year. His 6.8 points a game his first year. His first year was rough. I'll admit that. But his year after that, he started increasing his points per game. He didn't start getting big until the 2016-2017 year. That was on him, though. He decided to put the weight on. He even said that. His trainer said that he shouldn't get the weight on. And he did, and it worked. It had he nothing to do with that. 16 points to 22 points and but became that, his first putting weight, Mike, putting weight on has nothing to do with your skill set. Has nothing to do with it at no, all. But it added strength, didn't Putting it? weight. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with your skill set. He learned how to shoot the jumper. He learned how to take the ball off the court. Weight had nothing to do with that. Okay. How does weight have anything to do with that? I don't I'm understand that. Weight has anything to that do with it. That doesn't make any I'm sense. I'm saying it helped, didn't it? It helped, didn't it? What did it help though? He he developed his own shot. He he worked on his shot. He worked on his ball handling skills. He developed his game. The weight was just a plus, right? And matched weight had matching to do physically. Okay, on top of that, on top of that, he started matching other people guarding him physically, as opposed to the skinny, almost skinnier looking than me. And you both, we both know how skinny I looked when I was, you know, in college. 
He looks skinnier than me. I had more muscle on me than Giannis did. No, you did not. Not even. Yes, close. I did. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, Mike, you need to go to bed. Time for your bed. Good night. What? You did not have more muscle. Dixon. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh man, Mike, that was funny. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll put this to the test. See what his muscle mass was versus yours. <laughs> All right. Well, for the Wizards, who you got for the Wizards coming in here? Uh, Wizards. Well, let's see. They just got Jordan Poole. Probably Jairus Walker. They're a mess. I don't Probably even know. Jairus Walker, the power forward. Doesn't even matter at this point. I think they're a mess, to be honest with you. Oh, um, yeah. Look at that. They're... Jairus Walker from Houston, 6'7", 233, power forward. Another 6'7". Another 6'7". Bring Jay back in this, see what he thinks. He thinks. Jay, what did you think Jay, about, what'd you think about this? Jairus Walker. Jairus Walker. Good pick. Uh, I, I think the kid the kid might end up being a, a somebody who can be a rim protector because – Right now, you have enough slashers on that team. I like I like the combination of him and Kyle Kuzma uh, together because you have the guy who's more finesse and the guy who's going to be more of a bruiser. So I, I actually like this pick for them. I think I think this is probably exactly what they needed. Um, it gives them that one two three combo of inside outside, uh, and then Poole being able to slash and 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 dish. And, you know, right now this team is probably going to need someone who can get a lot of offensive rebounds. So, based on what we saw from Jordan. Seriously. <laughs> so, it's probably a good thing. <laughs> so, here's a question that Mike and I were arguing about. Did Mike in college, and I'll send you a picture, have more muscle mass than Giannis Antetokounmpo coming into the NBA draft? I think yes, just by he did. Yeah, No way. No Giannis way. was they were comparing they were comparing they were comparing Giannis to KD, saying that he may be one of the more undersized guys that came by out height, into the by draft. By height, there's no way he is just by height. He's he's got more muscle mass than than most bro, of us. His jersey, bro, his jersey used it to was fit him like off. this. Like was I know. Hanging. Yeah, I remember. I remember watching. I listened to your argument. Favorite. I was having a great time. I was having a great time <laughs> listening to both of you. All I'm gonna but say I, is this. All I'm gonna say is this. Giannis was a foot is was a foot taller than me, right? He was a shell of himself. Yeah, and only and only had me by like thirty pounds. Correct. Going into the draft. Yeah, that's just because of the Correct. height. Well, that's what the I'm height. saying. Well, the height played a factor in his weight. It's just Correct. naturally. That's what naturally I'm saying. Though. Yeah. Had Giannis been my height, he probably would have been my weight, given his muscle. Most height. likely. Most likely, yeah. So that's that's all I'm saying is like he was a skinny, skinny, skinny. Mike said it here. He is better than Yantas Antetokounmpo. In he said it here. He said it here. Well, technically, Giannis, I had played. If you're I watching this, Mike him. wants a one-on-one versus you. He said he's oh, bigger God. than you, stronger than you. He can dunk on you. I think we're missing the crucial in college. <laughs> And not my Oreo-filled self as we sit here today. Oreo-filled self. <laughs> Listen, it's amazing, kids out there. It's amazing what can happen when your metabolism slows down and you get the money to buy the snacks you want. That's all I'm <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Blakely comes in. He goes, I think, 
I think size is good for overseeing the court, being able to find your teammates from a different yeah. lanes. I think he's talking about height, that's, which that's I agree. Height. Yeah, yeah. He says, yeah, the league is soft. It is soft. And he said the uh, uh, the French player that played with him, Bianca, sounds like a soccer player for Chelsea. Jay? <laughs> <laughs> and then Ooh. he goes, he's agreeing with, is the pick in? The pick is in. The Daniel pick is will be in right for back. the Utah Jazz. Uh, the Jazz. The Jazz. The pick is in for the Utah Jazz. Ladies and gentlemen, we are hour and nine into the into the draft show. Mike and I have already duked it out. Mike already <laughs> thinks he's better than Giannis. Jamie has an echo. We're all having fun here. Yes. If you're no, having Mike fun, comment. No, Mike doesn't think he's better. Mike Mike thought he was buffer. There's a different B. He thought he was buffer than Giannis. When he made, so. <laughs> is this where Whitmore goes? Hey, yeah, honestly? way to change the subject. Can we please can we please put Mike's head on? Can we put Mike's head on Giannis' oh, body and post that post show? <laughs> <laughs> Why, not? Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> if hey, we ever see, if we I'll ever meet Giannis, I'm gonna say he thought he was buffer than you coming out of Greece. Well, that's the thing. Giannis is so humble. He probably and nice. He'd probably be like, oh, he's probably right. <laughs> or his road rage would come out and go, "Scooter, you!" <laughs> <bop." laughs> All right, I the pick is the in for the Utah. Utah Jazz. I mean, this is moving pretty quick, guys. I mean, we're already on pick nine right now. So so the team needs, according to Bobby Marks, is a starting point guard and three-point shooting. So they do. I mean, but, the good thing is they traded away. They won the Minnesota deal. And yeah. I, we don't know yet if they won the Cleveland deal, but I believe they did um, just based on picks. But I think that it was kind of an even trade, right? So they – Hustled Minnesota and getting Rudy Gobert out of there, which was yeah awesome. Um, so we'll see here. I mean, uh, they're on a commercial break right here, so I'm sure Adam Silver. You know, I hate when they do that. Why do they say pick is in and then go commercial? Like, what yeah. is your problem? Give us I, the news. I got a feeling of who this is. The Jazz <laughs> seem like a good place for Grady Dick. Grady Dick, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Doesn't Grady did Dick sound like a jazz player? Did you see how much of a tool he looked like in his oh, suit? That red, that red Kansas red and like I think he had blue pants I on. Freaking! I watched tool. him play in a random non-conference game that happened to be on ESPN for Kansas, and I could tell he was a dickhead. He was a Grady dickhead. <laughs> he was a great, great E. D- D- he was a great E dickhead. Great E. Well, I don't know why okay. I got Grayson Allen vibes from him. Yeah. And everybody But he's knows. a great player. The problem oh, is, he's is he's a great player, right? Like he was a key key contributor to the national title team. Um what what, what really pissed me team? off is the one that beat North Carolina <clears throat> in 2021. Yeah, um, because of the floor. Yes, yeah. If Baycott hadn't have gotten hurt, we would have won. For sure. Uh, right here, I see I see Utah going to grab a guard, and I think it is going to be either Jalen Hood out of Indiana and or Nick Smith out of Arkansas. That's Nick Smith good. played no, they really. They won't back up on Casey Wallace. You don't think so? No nah, one cares about Casey Wallace, Jay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who should Kaysen be Wallace. shooting up for Kentucky next year? To be honest, I wish he stayed. 
But if you can be a top ten pick, you got to go. Speaking of did staying, your boy, did you did your boy uh, from um, Sheboy stay? Yeah, no, he's in the draft. He's in the draft. He's he like been in the draft last year. He's in. He's like pick. He's somewhere ranked in like the fifties. He's he not hurt his stock by coming in the draft this year. To be honest, with he you. didn't have a great stock last year. Why? Why the national player of the year? <laughs> well, that's the that's the thing though. He did, I, I I promise you because they were talking about him coming out of the draft. He was in like the forties or fifties as ranked prospect, and it's because he cannot shoot and he's already heavy. Correct, Mike. Breaking news. Mike says he's bigger than Oscar Sheebway right now. That's not what I said. <laughs> oh, here comes Adam Silver. Hold on. I gotta be ready. How do you have my YouTube TV account and you're still oh. at New York? I'm closer to the site of the and uh, well, nothing. Jamie. Oh. Oh. There goes Taylor my wild Hendrix. card. There's my wild card. UCF. Nice. Okay, so they went for size. I mean, not a bad pick. So here's the thing, right? We keep saying six nine, and we keep saying six seven is size to these teams, mm-hmm. but the NBA is totally different. And I think what we keep looking at is through the lens of nineteen of the nineties and early two thousands, where six nine, you're like, oh, you're getting a big guy who's going to go double double every night, stuff like that. It's not the game anymore. This guy's going to probably – No, no, that, probably, no, that's this kid's game, bro. If, if there's any more of a throwback is. sort of play, that's this kid's game, though. Right. But I'm just saying he, in general he, sense, he we got to be accepting to the fact that the 6'9 guy needs to be able to shoot the ball. If anything, Blake Griffin is a perfect example. He's a high flyer coming out of Oklahoma. We were like, this guy's going to change the NBA. And what does he yeah. do? He, he's sitting on the bench with the Celtics, you know, the last couple of years. And in fairness to him, though, bro, in Lob City years, he was he was a he big was, player. But yeah. eventually, he never developed a shot. He developed a shot too late. And what yeah. happened was he developed a shot too late and got hurt too much. So no one yeah. wanted to touch him because he was too too uh, hurt, um, too right. much hurt uh, on his side and then ultimately he's not uh, reliable on the court so um what you guys I've think seen... about this suit i think it's pretty it's salmon it's salmon let's get it right salmon, salmon. 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 no salmon. no that's pink salmon uh, i've seen salmon. salmon i've seen salmon i've seen pink that's pink i think mike's just gonna argue everything i say tonight jesus christmas Oh wow! Look at this. Hey, he's actually a twin as well. Tendricks yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, and to your point, John, I will say that I, I think you're. I think you're right. We need to stop thinking that six nine means like, you know, your big body, like nothing but post play, all that. To your point, I, it seems as if Hendricks learned from the whole Blake Griffin situation because he did develop a bit of at least a bit of shooting range this year. At least he seems to be a very um, from the wing shooter, but still, if you can have him in the post and then slide him out, catch and shoot, like he can be a very, it seems he, he's become a very versatile player. And I guess that's what the Jazz have seen from him that, you know, makes him so intriguing with the ninth pick. Right, right. Well, let's bring on Trey Day. Trey Day, what's up, brother? What's going on? Happy draft day. 
course. One of the best. Mike days. and Mike, yeah. Mike and I just got done duking it out, so mm-hmm. we'll let you take the reins for a little bit. Mike said he's, he. Mike said he can take Giannis one on one. It's not what I said. It's not what I said. It's on so. film. It's not what I said. <laughs> I've seen him dunk on Giannis. <laughs> no, the thing is, is like <laughs> we were saying, how Giannis is a. Um, Mike had more muscle mass in college than Giannis coming out of Greece. Oh, because Giannis and was like. Like, was, but it always shows you can build a pro body. Everybody doesn't come in built the same. I mean, if you even look at like old picture of like LeBron, like he was real and, skinny. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was real skinny. You know, three compared to now, or even go back all of our KD jokes we got off back. You know, in '07 <laughs> about him and look at KD now. I mean, he's not big, but if you look at that KD, he's a, he's a totally different guy. Well, KD six. I know what's going to be different for the Dallas Mavericks is the pick is in for the Mavericks right now. <sighs> This is interesting. Because you I think, said, okay, I, mean, I, I, I say, I say, go for a center here. For I say, go Derek no. Lively. No. I say, no. go. You need a forward. You. The thing Wait, is, is that Luca is going to dominate whatever player Thank goes to this team. So I say, you go Derek Lively. He's a seven-two. He's going to be able to give you that stretch. He's not going to want the ball all the time. He's going to play good defense where Luka lacks. But I don't think they need that. Chris Murray. Yeah. Yeah. But, I I mean, that could be – Trey, it looks like Jamie's taking over your guru status of calling the picks from his uh, sources. He took your sources tonight. Good. It's okay. (laughs) My sources might have been dry tonight. (laughs) They were out to dinner. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're busy. But um, what do you see as for for this Dallas Mavericks team? You know, and especially with the talks of potentially re-signing Kyrie. I mean, I think ultimately, I think they're. I think whoever they pick is going to end up getting traded anyways at some point. I don't think this pick is going to end up on their roster when the season starts. Interesting. So I think if I'm them, because you're trying to keep everybody at peace, whatever you think is available. Bubba don't like that trade pick. He doesn't like, don't like that trade pick. <laughs> Bubba's a Mavericks fan. Apparently. The listed needs for Dallas are Air either bump. a wing defender or a starting center, so Lively or Whitmore, I guess. Yeah, but I don't know how good true. of a defender is Whitmore. My my biggest thing is, and I could see that with Trey, but my biggest thing is that Jamie, I get what you're saying with the shooter, but Luca takes seventy five percent of the shots, and we'll see here in a second who who they're they are trying to take. Pick. They are trying to pick, by the way. There oh yeah, it's that yeah OKC. Yeah, okay, she's trade up. We have a trade alert. Oh, yes, we do. Trade alert. It is Bilal. So, proposed trade right now has Bilal Koulibaly going to the Wizards and Jairus Walker going to the Pacers. Oh, that trade is good. No, I mean, the Mavericks just traded this. Yeah. Pick. That trade already happened. The Mavericks are, about to, the Mavericks are trading this pick. And they are yeah, trading. My boy. Yeah, they're supposedly trading. So uh, Wallace is probably going to end up in Case and Wallace, Wallace out so of. They think OKC is what they're talking. Who's trading up? To Unless it's a three-team. No, that's a separate yeah. trade. The one in Indiana yeah. is a separate trade. The Indiana Wizards trade. 
Yeah. This is separate. OKC's trading up to take this uh, Dallas pick. So Case yeah. Wallace. We'll go to OKC. So Case and Wallace is going to OKC. So Case and Wallace will be going to K- uh Case and Wallace be going Case. Okay, OKC. Um and Dallas gets I mean, we'll see here shortly. We as I say they haven't said what they're getting yet. Yeah, they haven't said anything yet. I'd be so it's stuck though. You think you're going to you know, you're going to Dallas, like a lively city, like bigger city. And it's like, no, nah, you're oh, going to Oklahoma. Fucking Oklahoma. I mean, whatever they Oklahoma did, city. Uh, Dallas went back a couple picks, so it must have not been nothing too heavy. I think Dallas so, swapped in picks at 12. It must have got something else. Why – help me out here, guys. Why does OKC want Case and Wallace when they have SGA? Because SGA will play – I mean, he's going to play Josh guard. You already got Giddy with him, so I mean Wallace is gonna start. Bro, you got you got Chet coming in, you got Kaysen Wallace and you got SJ. You're talking about three elite defenders if Chet can live up to that hype. And I think right. I think they all realize I think they all realize that look at the way that Denver defending the Lakers, right? If you have people who could defend on the perimeter and you could do a great job at that and hold people on the hundred, which is what they did to the Heat in four of the five games. You still have to legitimately think about having those type of players in your lineup and not just being able to run the score up. Like, you know, like I was saying, the NBA may see that shift where 130 is not what you have to do to win anymore. It's holding people under 100 to win, right? And Denver had that model and they did it in the West Conference Finals and in the NBA Finals. So he's an elite defender. He's an elite off-ball defender. Plus, here's the biggest thing, and Mr. Trade alluded to it in his videos on our social medias, is depth. Depth, mm-hmm. depth, depth is going mm-hmm. to win you a championship. There is no yep. reason why this guy needs to start. He doesn't. If he earns it, he earns it. But if he is a – we just had one of the – not one of – the best six men to ever play the game retire this year, this week, in Lou mm-hmm. Williams. So there's nothing that says that he can't come off the off the bench, give him 15 to 20 points, and then go sit back on a bench. And, and and or finish the game, you know. There, there's no there's no saying. Like I think a lot of people get lost in the oh we only got you know there's only five players. Yeah, but then you got to have guys coming off the bench. Those five guys aren't going to have perfect nights, right? So you know, and that's why I always say like with you know guys like Lou Williams, they're very underrated, a, a totally underrated player. Because Are we sort of best six man just retired though. Yes. No. Jamal Crawford doesn't count anymore. No. He's not. Jamal Crawford. I mean, how many six men a year does Lou Will have? Three. How many does Jamal Crawford have? Two. Three. Three. Maybe he has two. He has three. Okay, three. well. Yeah, you, you said it undisputedly. Well, I, y'all said hold on. Undisputedly is if he, why, why are we only talking about two names, though? No well, love for Robert Ory? Come on now. No, no love for would, Robert Ory? You know what? Because well, no, if you're going to put – if you do that to Ginobili, I would put over him. If we're, because both him and Ginobili are starters and six men at different points. Yeah. No, so Robert here's Ory my thing. Here's my here's my thing with. Played so, much more years off the bench than Ginobili. So here's much my thing, right? I was trying to make my point that the fact that I think uh, Lou Williams does not get enough credit that he deserves, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think playing the six man as a total gets enough credit as it deserves, right? So many people want to be a starter. So many people want to play those minutes when you need to check your ego at the door. If you're not a starter, if you can't start the game, or if you're not the best five on the floor right now, then there's no, there's no problematic being coming off the bench. 
like one player I said exactly would be a great six man in the league with, and he never really wanted to was Dion waiters coming out of Syracuse one six man of the year in, in college, his final year in, in Syracuse. I said, if he came every time he came off the bench in the NBA, he'd be, he'd be great. LeBron comes back to Cleveland. All of a sudden now he wants to play ball hog and everything. And that wasn't going to work. So to your point, Trey, I forgot about Jamal Crawford. I'll be totally honest with you. So you're right. He was one of the best, Jamal if not Crawford, the best, if not the best. And I and I and I, that's my bad. But I don't think they get enough appreciation that they deserve because I think the six man is the most important player on this team. What's going on, Mike? You want to say something? Oh uh, well, first of all, the selection's in, but I still think it's Lou Williams. He averaged more points than Crawford did. Ooh, okay. List. What the Orlando still, Magic have I'm taken Michigan's own Chet Howard. What's that, Trey? I'm ultimately going Crawford because he led the way. I mean, Crawford still played a couple different positions. I mean, the whole crossover movement that he led and things such as that. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, y'all forgot he won three. He won three. They both won three, so I can see both points. But for me, it is just something Crawford had that hit factor. It was just a different thing. I mean, because even if you had him, Hold on just one. Mike, you're the same guy talking about points. An average of more points that gave me shit last time. I was making a point about the person who scores the m- most points should be valued more. And then you chimed in and said, that doesn't necessarily mean that much. Because if we're going off of that, then stats and inflated stats should count as everybody being the best. And here's you arguing that more points per game makes him the best ever. I'm throwing back in your court just because you made an argument to me saying that that doesn't necessarily mean that you rank the player high. I'm going to check this too. Points. Actually, Jamal Crawford averaged more points over his career. 14.6. Lou Will, 13.9. And we're going to be technical here. I believe Lou Will had more consecutive seasons with double-digit points, though. Did he? Hold on a second. I believe so. Jamal Crawford had double-digit points every starting from 02 all the way until 2018. So that would be thing. The biggest thing with Jamal Crawford to Lou Will. Jamal Crawford is consistent. Don't forget that. Y'all look at the flash of Lou Will. Jamal Crawford did this for over a decade. Lou Will, remember, at one point was a failed project that took a minute to get his head together to want to be a six-man. So everything you said, John, you're right, but don't forget the whole story here. That was a guy who did not want to be a six-man to get his head right. Jamal Crawford embraced that role quicker, which is why I said Jamal Crawford has to walk to make a Lou Will exist because he took the role six-man quicker. You got to take in mind, you got people like Kevin McHale, Hall of Famer. Kevin McHale went McHale. to go be a six-man. So it does take a special person to actually want to take that role. And I do commend Lou Will for doing it, but it took him a while to come around to Correct. doing it. He, he went through – there was actually, a, uh, I think, an E60 on that. I think you told me to watch on Lou yeah. Will because it was like how he was struggling mentally with it. Like yeah, he, he just couldn't – he could – and then he ultimately, you know, started coming off the bench and just playing freely. And I think that's what – and I think you you hit it on the head, Trey. It, it takes a special person in order to, to – uh, absorb that role because it's like okay yeah I'll I'll be your sixth man and I think that a lot of guys take it as a disrespect it's not a disrespect because it's not like yeah you don't start the game but most of the time you're finishing it isn't that the most important part yeah so let's 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 move it over to Jet Howard 
Jawan Howard's going to the Orlando Magic. Um, I he's think he's going to have it. His mom looks like Janet Jackson. <laughs> the one oh, yeah. thing with the one thing with uh, with this pick is the fact that he had a lot of locker room issues, and I and I hate saying that because I I, I hate, really hate saying that he had some locker room <laughs> issues with with Michigan. But I think Jay hit it on the on the head with that is that he was playing for his dad. Sometimes you try to get away with a little bit when you're playing, you know, for your father. When you come to this team, this team's got a different mentality this year coming in. They're ready to win. They're young. They're athletic. They got depth on the team. They're ready to go. So him coming in and probably disrupting that is going to put his ass in the G League. Because <laughs> they got players who can play his position. And they're young. And they're for, and they're and like you said in your in your take uh, uh, earlier today, Trey, they have the uh, reigning rookie of the year on their team who plays his position. So you got depth, you got right. you just made the argument for depth though, right? So they're correct. thinking depth. Yeah. I don't correct. think so, he does play his position. They got Jet Howard listed as a guard. Oh, yeah, he's a shooter. He's, he's, small forward power he's, a shoot, he's, he's small forward at Michigan. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, but they that can means, listen. But he, that means in, in uh, Franz Wagner's place, Franz ain't going yeah. to be. So he's playing on the and bench. Then, and then Jalen Suggs, he's not putting Jalen Suggs on the bench. So, no. you know, no, at that point. It does, it does add some height into into that guard forward rotation. I'm not talking weight. I'm talking height. He's tall. He's five inches taller than than Jalen Suggs. You know, this is one yeah. of my old moments where uh, Cole Anthony is Greg Anthony's kid, and now Juwan Howard's kid is gonna be on the same team. So he's yeah, like, yeah, forget Cole watching. Anthony is Greg Anthony's yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah, now we're out here watching like two former, like really good NBA players' kids gonna be on the court together. Uh, Greg Anthony, hey, Mike, I got- think your boy, Mike, I think your boy Lively might go here. I think OKC might reach. They really need a shot blocker or something. But, why, but, but first why? of all, so, but I thought, I thought this not my boy going to the Mavericks. I believe. Out there. Yeah. Huh? What? yeah, this is going this to the Mavericks. Mavericks. Oh, it's bigger than the Mavs. Okay. So yeah, and we just had a trade alert earlier, and I didn't see it, um, but there was a trade alert. I believe it was the Bulls and the Pacers. If I'm correct. No, they were they were talking about a past trade. With the that Bulls. was the, the Bulls Orlando one years ago. Yeah, that got okay. the Magic that pick. Gotcha. Okay, just want to make sure. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, gonna, uh, this is Dallas's pick. Lively's going to go to Dallas. This is yeah, that yeah. That's why they traded. Malin's yeah. uncle's going to go nuts right now. So I got to text him real quick. It's a good pick. I mean, I honest, honestly, Lively's a good pick there. Right. That is who does Dallas. Because he was saying that they need that presence. Luca, Luca's a ball hog. At the end of the day, he's going to take seventy-five percent of those shots. So if he's going to take seventy-five percent of those shots, there's there's no really needing a shooting guard, right? And having Kyrie come back, which I don't believe is going to happen, could be up oh, in here. Okay, I see what the Mavericks did. The Mavericks dumped that Davis Bertans contract. Oh, they were finally able to get rid of it. Okay. That's how they, they moved back two spots to dump that contract, which then, I guess, for their sake, maybe clear more money for Kyrie or anything else they may want yeah. to add with that. Yeah. Well, Mike's, yeah. Mike's cousin says, hey, Trey. What's going on? What's going on, Anthony? So, he's a yeah, big fan. By the way, guys, he's a big fan. 
Wait, who, who's who's Andy a fan of? Um, Trey. he's not. He's not. He's a fan of you. Yeah. Um, no, he's um, he's. I, I don't think Sorry, he really has an NBA team. I was saying he's a big fan of us. He always so asks look, about us and stuff. So that. we definitely appreciate it. So, but yeah, I think that you know with the this Dallas pick because it is it's uh, OKC's pick, but it'll be for Dallas. Right. Um, you know the one that's coming up here is going to be pretty pretty interesting for me is is Toronto. Where they go from here, you know, with yeah, Toronto, true. you know, I know they don't best guard available. Yeah, I mean, you're All gonna have to. Dick, Grady, Dick. I see. I see coming up here. I see uh, the Heat trading their pick away. Yeah, at this point, I think they're gonna trade their pick to try to go get clear, um, clear some cap space. Probably go deeper in the draft, um, but for I don't who? see them. Not sure, but I, I they got to clear some of the cap out of there. Duncan Robinson's contract is too heavy. They can't go sign another guy. Bam. Realistically, and I was I was listening to who was I listening? To? I think it was JJ Redick or Kendrick Perkins. One of, one of those two was saying something about how Bam, you got him listed as a center, but he's only six nine. <laughs> like he's not yeah, a, he's a small ball center, <laughs> most not an everyday center. And that's why he couldn't get around Jokic. And that was my biggest problem in that in that. Um, NBA Finals is I was like, okay, yeah, Bam's going to guard Jokic, but then who's guarding Aaron Gordon at 6'10"? Who's guarding uh, Michael Porter Jr. at 6'10"? Like, these guys are there, so it's like, who's guarding me? Uh, Max Struess? Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he couldn't even guard uh, uh, Bald Head White um, after he came to the rim. Airline White? Yeah. Airline White, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I agree with you. The Raptors definitely. I mean, that desperate. Leave Derek right White. Now. Derek White is now. Derek White is now a starter. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> the space has been clear for him to start. <laughs> okay, see his taking. Huh? Huh? Yeah. I'm not taking my hat who? off. Yeah, you know yep. that, that is starter Derek White. Okay, see yep. is taken and given to Dallas. Derek Lively. Yeah. This is good. This is a bit. Then like I said this is a big pick for them. When it when I watched him at Duke this past couple uh, this past season, he was very active. And the biggest thing for him is he doesn't need um, a lot of transition. Right? He's going to play the because you know I say Coach K's offense, but John Shire's offense there at Duke is more of an NBA style offense. It's fast. It's moving. They he wants his centers to move. He doesn't want them sitting back doing nothing. He wants them up and down the court. And I mm-hmm. noticed that when I, when Duke played Syracuse is he was very active. He was always beating Jesse Edwards down the court. Even if Jesse Edwards had two strides, he was always, boom, right back down the court. And that's what mm-hmm. Dallas is going to need on their team is that type of um, presence for Luka. Get the ball into him, and it'll, it'll attract guys because he's 7-2, and then leave Luka wide open, and maybe he'll become like a Luka uh, – or not Luka, uh, a Jokic – where he can dish out and get like 10 assists a game just off passing to Luka. So, you know, those type of players are are key for these teams. And I think these teams have done a great job drafting for what they need instead yes. of what the shiny toy is out there. Yeah. Yep. I, honestly, Lively, one of Lively's biggest skills coming into the NBA that is one of his most NBA-ready skills is his simple intuition to put himself in the best position on plays. I mean, I, I I can speak to it all. I know, John, you, you said you can speak to it plenty, 
having seen him play Syracuse. I could speak to, to it plenty, seeing him play UNC. Both ends of the floor, as, as you said, with Coach K and John Shires, what their offense and defense is based around, he would always put himself in the right spot to be able to at least help make the play, if not make the play, especially his defense. I'm saying his defense impressed me immensely. Just his ability to be in the right spot to grab a tough rebound or get a block or just be in the passing lanes, be a disruptor. So, yeah, I, I think this is a perfect pickup for Dallas to compliment Luca and potentially Kyrie if they are able to bring him back. Yeah, and if Kyrie's there, well, Kyrie's getting three or four assists more a game just off this guy throwing alley-oops yeah, off yeah. the slot. So I'm just proud of them getting that terrible Davis so, contract <laughs> off of the books. They were going to pay Davis Bertans oh, $17 million this year. Whew. That is ridiculous. How much? $17 million. And they were able to dump him by trading wow. back and still getting lively. So I commend yeah. the Dallas <laughs> on that move. So, so Trey <laughs> – um, Anthony's, Anthony's stuck right. between Anthony's stuck between the Lakers and Warriors. You want to convince him to go to the Lakers? We have the most championships. We have the most championships in NBA history. This is this is the easy one. So he is a Yankee fan. He's a Yankee fan. He is a Yankee fan. So okay, you're already there. You're already Yankees fan. You might as well be Yankees, Cowboys, Lakers. No, 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 no. He actually does. He does like the Cowboys, actually. He oh, does he, oh, well, okay. Well, that he's my he's, he's my favorite cousin of yours because he's also a big Syracuse fan. Syracuse fan. Hey, but Tony has what? You gotta remember, Tony comes from that Steph Curry era where like all the kids yeah. love some Steph Curry. So it's hard to argue against the player. Tell me right now, LeBron or Chef Tony? Who's your guy? Well, he did he's, say he, he did say Steph Curry did, in, the, who's, in the comments. Who's, who's your favorite player in general? Steph Curry. Is Steph his favorite player or just he likes yes. Lord LeBron? No, okay, Steph's so his favorite player. It's one or two well, put, look at it. Yes, you can go be a Warriors fan, but he's not going to be there forever. The Lakers, no matter what, always stand excellent. We can oh, go please. all the way back to Gail Goodrich. We can go to Magic Johnson. Gale we can Goodrich. go to Elgin Baylor, Kobe. The logo. There's always going to be excellence. I mean, if you go back to the Warriors, I mean, you know, Chris Mullen, those guys, they were cool, but Chris Mullen ain't. Jason ain't Richardson. Who's that who? Jason Richardson. Jason Richardson is not a better dunk than Kobe. We got a better dunk. Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson. We don't even look at him. Baron Davis. When I think Steven Jackson, I think Indiana Pacers. Baron Davis was. I, I think of him in that crowd. But <laughs> Baron well, Davis. I got a question for you guys. Uh, Chris Weber. Which, which which team That's is going to? <laughs> so which team do you feel is going to trade in to get a pick in the first round? And that is between the 76ers, the Knicks, the Celtics, the – oh, man. Mike, help me out here. Oh, jeez. Uh, I think Denver uh, traded out already yesterday. Denver. Denver traded to get back in. Denver was the first one to trade to get back in, I think, yesterday. Well, we'll have to wait for that because the pick is in for the Toronto Raptors. Guard depth and shot blocking by – Deontay by George. Bot. So – We'll see here in a second um, who's going to go next. But here, I got a folder of uh, all the all the teams. A little folder. I so love your guy Hawkins there. Championship mentality you bring to your roster, but Keontae George might be who they pull the trigger on right now. I got a weird. So, yeah. I got great. I got a Grady Dick feeling here. Like I think he's. I gonna got be... A question: Where do y'all think Van Fleet is next year? Next year, right, is he gonna... like, yeah, the, like the Pacers. 
Like the I could see him being on like the Pacers. I think he's going Clippers. to the Lakers. Clippers. I, honestly, until a few minutes ago. China. <laughs> why? He's a, you know, why, Orlando, but I don't why are you disrespecting him? Like I, that? I, I, don't, I, I No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't <laughs> actually think he's going to go to China. <laughs> He can make a he can make a team a championship team just oh, being better. off of the point guard. So I was just saying I think, that I don't think. Yeah. I think he you can the problem with him is that he didn't he win defensive player of the year a few years ago or or whatnot yeah. or who what did That's he win the most improved most improved who, Siakam no Lee. no no Van Fleet what oh, did he okay, win because he won an award most improved I think. He might have got most improved. That makes sense. There he is. He just skyrocketed it somewhere. Who was off the board? Grady Dick. Oh, that that asshole was. Yeah. Look at it. Look at that smile. Look at that smile. uh, Important important draft grade right now. What are we grading on the Grady Dick suit? Uh, Zero. uh, Zero. Yeah. That's terrible. Zero. We're grading to zero. No. No flash. Alvin John. Alvin John gives it a thousand. Well, yeah, that Elton is, John would give it a thousand. Look, that is as Elton John as it gets right there. Oh, and, and he, he got grip around the neck too. Yeah. Oh, I hate that even more. And he has grip around the neck. He's coming. The fact that the fact that his undershirt is like a, a sequence turtleneck. You know the best part? This is Toronto Raptors red. He's wearing. He knew it. That's was true. Coming. Yeah, he knew it was he coming. Knew it. It was coming. <laughs> he knew it yeah. was going tonight. <laughs> Next up on the board is the New Orleans Pelicans. Will they trade this? Will they trade Zion tonight? (laughs) I don't think so. They should, but I don't think they should. I don't think they. That's an in-season thing. That's not happening tonight. Since it hasn't happened yet, I don't think it's happening tonight. I thought it would happen. If it was going to happen, I thought it was going to happen. Yesterday or one of these days leading into, at this point they're not going to trade them in the middle of the first round on draft night. There's too many other pressing concerns for them to handle right now. Rank rank the better the better trade, um, in terms of instant impact. Chris Paul to Golden State or Marcus Smart to Memphis. Marcus Smart to Memphis. No question. You realize that Memphis was a much better team without John Morant, though. They won 33 of, like, the 47 games without him or something like that. Yeah, but it's what, the reason why is it's multiple layers. It's part of why Mark is smart to them. Okay, so you're going to lose Dylan Briggs. Dylan, Dylan Briggs was your edge, except mm-hmm. Mark is smart and not giving you edge with maturity, and he's giving you edge, so you can replace that. The other thing is, yes, Memphis did play good without him, but I didn't like the Tyus Jones minutes with John. I do like Marcus Smart with job because Marcus Smart can play off the bench when needed, or he can check the best player if they're in the same lineup. But I actually yeah. like in the Marcus Smart thing too. And it's funny, if you, uh, I was hearing this the other day. Marcus Smart is 29 now, right? Comes from mm-hmm. Boston Celtics. Do you remember who else came from the Boston Celtics and went to Memphis? Defender years ago, Tony Allen. So it's the same true. effect. Now you're bringing Brian guys. So I kind of liken this to when yeah. Tony Allen went from Boston to, to Memphis. So that's what I'm expecting. Yeah. So. I love that trade for them. I think they yeah. killed two birds with one stone. So I love it. Plus, like then, I was talking to like I was talking to Trey earlier about this, Jay, is that he brings a younger presence and he brings that tenacity that Dylan Brooks ultimately had. He had that like, you know, trash talking, but had nothing to back it up. Like Marcus Smart has taken a team to the Eastern Conference Finals like four years 
out of like five. He's taken a team to the, you know, he's been with the team that's gone to the NBA finals. He's been a key contributor. He's won six man of the year. He's a great defender. He's a great teammate. So ultimately, and he's not afraid to trash talk on the court and defend his guys. Right. So where I think he wants Celtics, he won defensive player of the year. I thought it was defensive wants, player of the year. He won, he won defensive player defense, of the year. Defensive, correct. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. 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 One other thing that I forget there. The defensive player of the year last year was Jaron Jackson. The defensive player of the year the year before that was Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Now you have the defensive player of the year who was the last big defensive player of the year with the guards. So that's nasty. Yeah. You're feeding – Marcus Smart is feeding it to Jackson. That's and then nasty. hopefully so you have a John Morant with it, with his head on, on, on straight now. Not that he didn't – I mean, he didn't before, right? You know, he, he was living up in the limelight. He was all, all – and I think Marcus Smart is a perfect person who can be like, I've been there, man. You know, with the situation at Oklahoma State, not, and we're not going to get too much into it. He was well deserving to do that. What he did at Oklahoma State for what happened, I wouldn't, I don't blame him at all. But he's been in some sort of, you know, um, controversial moment, contra- controversial seat. moment off the court or on the court where he he can take John Morant under his wing and say, "Look at man, like I get like you got a lot of money and everything. Like he can he can mentor him." And I think everybody it, hopes so. I think everybody yeah. hopes so for sake of seeing John on the court for at least five, mm-hmm. six, seven more years. Like at a high I think every, it, it does nothing for the NBA if he if he flakes out. Let's just say next year something bad happens next year and he flakes out. Does nothing good for the NBA. It only does stuff that's bad, and it's not going to be good, you know, for that. So when when you're looking at Marcus Smart, I think it's a great pickup. Um, as for New Orleans. I'm not sure, you know, what, you know, is going on, you know, with them. I, I, they're not, there's, in my opinion, I think they're similar to the magic. They're not too far off. Made the playoffs last year, I believe. Right. No. Is that who? The, the Pelicans made the playoffs last year, right? No, they were playing. Or no. They didn't play in. They started off, remember, real strong and all the injuries and they faded out. Real yeah. strong. They were so like, they have a lot of potential, but. What they need to do is get rid of Zion's contract, go get themselves a young guy here, and then get a lot of role players. Because I think they have a starting rotation if they draft someone smart here. And I think they might have to go forward here. You know, They have the best player that nobody talks about, and that's Brandon Ingram for his skill set. Brandon Ingram is, is a poor man's Kevin Durant. So you think Jordan Hawkins fits with him? I would love to see that. That's what you're about to see. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. Because yeah, Jordan, Hawkins gives them, Jordan gives them that depth with when CJ's on the bench, he comes in and he could provide that same spark. And CJ slowly get up there if so they do need to get some. What about Nick Smith? You said what about who? Nick Smith from Arkansas. Well, the pick is in. We pick here, but <laughs> so. Uh, I like, what they did. I, I, I like it as is. He's a, yeah. Trey's ahead of us, so. <laughs> no, no, I'm not ahead of you. I, I, my, my source calls the plane now. The, the source calls the plane. That's what happened. I, I'm looking oh, okay. at JJ Ray talk still on my screen. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I, I, I'm slow. I'm I'm on a streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, to, to your point earlier, John, you could – be able to move Zion specifically to the Knicks for RJ Barrett. That's a terrible move. 
I'm gonna need more than that. Uh, well, and more than yeah. that, but I'm not, I'm I'm saying you're gonna get a player back because the Knicks aren't gonna take that contract solely. If I'm a Knicks, but fan, play I don't, I don't want that back. player. You want no, you want to play with him. It's the Knicks. If I if I'm the Knicks, I go get. I, I mean, I go get probably like Paul George. He seems to be available, whether they want to say it or not. Sometimes when the smoke is fire. And we can't right. Paul George's name. I'm just saying, is there any more? Like the Knicks, I think, are a team that would be willing to. I'm not saying it's a good idea, but would be willing to take that flyer on Zion and trust that he's going to remain healthy and live up to the contract. It's not about health. It's about he's out of bringing in, Basically, but basically, you're bringing in uh, injury prone Julius Randle. Correct. So you just pair him with Julius Randle and you see what you got. Can you imagine Thibodeau trying to run that dude into the ground? Yes. No. <laughs> that sounds. And you put him in Keep the biggest city. And you put him in the biggest city in the world. Yep. Yep. Never, and the never sleeps. I'm not saying it's a good idea. You, you're, not, again, it's, you're not saying it's a good idea. You say you can see it realistically. I can see it realistically Trey. happening. Jordan Trey, is your source back online? Is your source yeah. back online, Trey? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. The, the, uh, the private jet landed. Well, yeah, Jordan Hawkins is is six like five, hundred ninety five shooting guard, out of UConn, won a national championship and won MVP of that game. So, um, he is an elite guard. I think he's going to make the pel- championship caliber. He understands how to get out of a slump. I don't know how important that that sounds, but it is. It, it's very important because he selflessly ever stop when he went into a 10 game slump with UConn at the end of the year uh, Dan Hurley said he wanted to focus on his defensive game he knew his shot would come back but he wanted to focus on defense and what he could do defensively to help the team now if that's not an NBA you know ready player I don't know what is because he changed it around shots started flowing and he became an unstoppable player you know, let's term. talk about so, two UConn players who are unstoppable players, Rip Hamilton and Ray Allen. So if mm-hmm. he's the third coming of, because he has both of their games, mm-hmm. he plays a very simple game. So if, if that's a sign of things to come, this might be the steal of the draft. You might be right, John. Yeah, Ray Allen, is. they were just comparing him to Ray Allen yeah. on the on the coverage. Those, so. those guys are mediocre, not even Hall of Fame. No, not even. No, terrible. But I think this is a good pick. I mean, New Orleans, you know, I think this allows CJ to kind of take the lead as as the point, allow allow Jordan go be guard, and then you got a great uh, 3-4-5 in Brandon Ingram. Um, Who's their 4-5? and Zion. Zion. (laughs) No, no, no. Who's the actual guy that plays? The consistent – that's the yeah, thing. Zion's not even hurt. I hate this. Shit. Man, I'm, he's not I'm trying to remember the young kid's name, and I can't get him. But super athletic young kid. It, it was. I think he was a second year player last year. His name's not coming to mind, but deep, deep like runs the floor really well. He, he's sort of that hybrid, like forward center. His name's not yeah. coming to mind right now, but hold super on, athletic. Kid. Herbert Jones or Jackson Hayes? Jackson Hayes. Hayes. Hayes, yeah. Jones yeah. plays yeah. the three. Yeah, yeah. This is big. I mean, I think this is going to be great. And now we have the Hawks. The Hawks are in on their pick. 
I gotta. I gotta think this is where Whitmore is gonna go. Why? Huh? Trey Young's still gonna be on the Hawks. And yeah, I think I think, think, I think so. Finding replacement right depends, now. And he goes it depends George. on this pick right here. Depends on this pick right here if he stays. Will you I stay? think he goes Will somewhere. Go? I think he I goes. Think, I think he is trading. I don't think they're championship because they're thinking about trading John Collins. And I think if they Doesn't trade John Trae Young, Collins, just seem like a Clippers guy though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think the Lakers can afford him unless they move Anthony Davis. I don't think. There's a lot of teams that need a point guard. Dallas would be a good opportunity if Kyrie doesn't sign. Mm-hmm. I hate to keep, I hate to be one of those guys. I'd like to have him in Miami. Wouldn't yeah, that be ironic that Trey and Luka end up on the same team, though? I'd like to have him in New York. <laughs> Y'all got a point guard. Get him Brunson. Who? Yeah, you can never. Hey, position, positionless basketball. We, we'll, uh, you put them little dudes back there and they'll get ran through. I put the two backcourt together. Oh no! It's it's a it's a constant combination of Trey Young, Jalen Brunson, Emmanuel Quickly, and Quentin Grimes. Good luck defending the perimeter. <laughs> oh, never said we're going to be able to defend the perimeter. It's just we're going to be fast. But how do we feel about Kobe Bufkin taking his place? Mm, Why? Because he just got maybe. Picked. That's what the sources are saying. <laughs> Let me scroll up to Kobe Bufkin. Hold on, hold on, Mike. Before when it comes, I know. I'm just, I'm just getting myself ready. Just just in case, I'm trying to make it easier. Y'all doing the graphics. (laughs) Here comes Mr. Silver with the pick. I'm saying the trade. The the draft is going by very fast. We might get through the first round. NBA draft always goes by fast. NFL just wants to drag this. No, no, NBA. What do you? Yeah, we're already on 15. I mean, yeah, we're already two hours into the show. But by this time in the NFL one, we were on pick one. Like six. Six. What do you had? And what do you know, guys? The pick is Kobe Bufkin. Six four, 175 point guard out of the University of Michigan. Named after the one and only Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant. What's up with the guys wearing, you know, a, a suit jacket without anything underneath. That's I pull the, that? dude, that's the Why thing didn't now. I do that for the wedding, though? <laughs> right? I should have done that for the <laughs> wedding. With the chains? Yeah. I thought it tie in cheese right there, son. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no cheese. It's all blonde. <laughs> Spray paint it. <laughs> Put some of that, like, just for bed or whatever it's called, like, the, the for your hair. <laughs> like, where... <laughs> That's what I did in movie 300. They were spray painting uh, the six pack abs. Yeah, yeah, the abs. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you watch Meet the Spartans, they make fun of it. Yeah. And I appreciate that. <laughs> Mike, did you well, spray paint I, your biceps? I, in, did you spray paint biceps? To make on myself look as big as Giannis? Giannis? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> I didn't remember him much from, from Michigan this year. Uh, he's a lengthy guard, but I think he can um, go into yeah. the Hawks. I think he can offset Trey Young's height advantage on defense mm-hmm. can guard the best guy. Well, but, see, that's, the, that's why I think Trey. But I, but I, but I don't think Trey's, I don't think Trey's going to be there next year. I think he's going to be gone. There's one, I, you know what? And, and this, this, this is why is, they need a three-point shooting. They needed three-point shooting. And that Hawkins, pick, that Hawkins picks just jerked on them. That Hawkins picks just threw them out of office. They wanted him. Yeah. This, yeah, this, this is a pre-rate because pre-rate. Pre-rate. 
Murray already checked the other best player. So that right. was actually yep. taking Trey's place of shooting if anything. What he mm-hmm. actually reminds me of a little more is actually more like a Tyrese Maxey type. That's mm-hmm. kind so of two where teams, that flavor was. Two teams that I think Trey Young, after just thinking about it right now, they're going to. He's either going to Milwaukee or he's going to Philadelphia. Those are the two teams. I don't Milwaukee think he stays in the East. I can see Philly more. Why the East is easy to run through. Yeah, but the Hawks yeah, but... aren't going to give him to the East. He's a free agent. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not. He's, he's, a, free agent he's, a, he's a free agent next year. It, it that's why they'll move him now. Yeah, that's why yeah. he goes back. I don't think I don't think trading inside the uh, conference is, is a thing because I, I, it doesn't matter to that. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to contend. It does. If, if you it, put him on an elite contender – like Philly, the Bucks are already an elite contender. They're already better than that's the what I mean. Like, why are you going to put him on an elite contender? Then that pretty much says to you, like, when you match up against what him, you get toast. back. What you get back is is Chris Middleton a free agent or is he? He's is a free agent. Yeah, he just yeah. He he declined just his option. Yeah, yeah. Pick I think I, I think it could be interesting. I, I think it could be interesting. I think it could be interesting. Yeah. I think the Bucks have enough role players on the bench that they can give back to the Hawks. What they what they picked up with this pick right here, so it looks like the Jazz pick is think, in. You know, honestly, the Jazz could use Trey Young. The two the things they need most are a starting right, point guard. Well, and three I didn't I didn't know he must be he must. Okay, so Trey Young is probably a is a free agent next year, correct? Yes. Yes. Correct. Okay, so that's where I keep hearing he's a free agent. Is that that's the reason why? If so Trey would lose yeah. send him to Utah. That that Trey would lose money to send to Utah. Who I think actually is a dark horse actually would be Brooklyn for the trade. Ooh. Because you could possibly remember Brooklyn just got back some picks. You could send Bridges or one of those guys. And they I got could back to back picks. Yeah, they got enough. I could see it being like Brooklyn. And then honestly, Trey's one of those guys who kind of I, I see like in a big market being a little more flash. So I could see him. I could see Brooklyn saying, all right, we're at least going to put some asses in the seats. Right. Put him up there. Think about this though, because Brooklyn always their whole thing is we want to be the Knicks. Who does Trey Young throw more than anybody? The Knicks. So now you go get the Knicks killer and put him on the other side of town. You put him in Brooklyn. So Dude. that's why I actually I can see the dark horse would be there. Speaking of which, there's so, Trey Young talking about Wembyama. <laughs> so right here, right here, we're looking at. Um, wait, what? That's Wembyama. I no, I know so, that they showed a tweet. Trey Young tweeted out about Wembyama. Oh, okay. I was like, I know they look alike a little bit, but like, <laughs> like well, one like, is no, that's what, no he's here. Not, they, um, <laughs> um, for the Jazz, I mean, the Jazz, I are sitting pretty right now. They're just getting young yeah. guys. They're building up a team right now. Um, Trey, do you feel like they're they could? We were talking about this earlier that the Jazz won that trade against Minnesota, right? They took all their picks. <laughs> oh, for sure. And then the Cavs, I think, kind of. The Cavs and Jazz split even, I think. I think the Jazz got what they, you know, they got Colin Sexton, correct? Yes. Colin they're Sexton. shopping Sexton already. But they're shopping him. But I think mm-hmm. with all these picks that they got from the Cavs as well for next year too, that it's kind of a split down the middle. Donovan Mitchell gave the Cavs that star leverage that they needed. And what a boost now the Jazz. His marketing is mainly. Remember, marketing was all-star. That's what they got in the Cavs deal. That's the real – Big, the real big piece. Yeah, what true. ended up being the biggest piece. Yeah, because it wasn't really yeah. sex and ended up being Mark, and he went to the All-Star game this year. So it ended yeah. up being really him. But, the, but, no, but the, these draft picks, but my question is, with these draft picks, do you feel like Jazz, the Jazz could be back in contention 
within a year or two with having these drafts and potentially shopping Colin Sexton. You're not going to get much for Sexton. The thing with the Jazz, why I said Trey would never go there, because nobody wants to play in Utah. Let's just keep this honest. And I'm sorry if you got anybody listening to Utah. It is what it is. Uh, You see how (laughs) – when we hear they say a lot about how they treat the players (laughs) out in Utah. So they better hit in this draft, in the next draft, in the next draft with these Gobert and Mitchell picks or else because no free agent is going to go there. If they try to trade from a start, it's probably going to be out. You almost need a weirdo like a Carl Malone to want to go play in Utah. Shout out to Carl, but he's a weirdo. Like, we need that kind of guy. The mailman. Yes, the mailman. So, yeah. I, yeah you almost better. you almost need, like, I, I you need a – years of jazz become, like, I think they're maybe, you know, contend for the playoffs or something in the next couple of years. But you need you need almost like a Drew Timmy to go play for the Jazz. Yeah, actually, that'd be a good fit. Well, <laughs> Keontae George is going to be the pick, but we'll see how this works out. <sighs> Man, I was going to make a prediction, and I would have been wrong. I'm trying to save you, bro. I understand that. I appreciate <laughs> it. I appreciate it. It's a long yeah. list of players. <laughs> save you. To, I'll save you to struggle. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I don't. I think in the next year or two, it's not going to be so much that they're contending for the title, but I think they'll start pushing. If not into the playoffs, they'll start putting a lot of pressure on playoff teams. Would I think they'll start putting pressure. It's just hard. The West, I mean, the West and the East, the NBA is just deep. I mean, you mm-hmm. teams have gotten better. I mean, like right now, if Wimpyama is what we say he's going to be, I don't know if the Jazz will be better than Spurs next year. Sure. The Spurs got cap space in that tall freak <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know if they i don't even know if they can skip them so meanwhile sacramento's getting better the warriors at least can always be competitive the lakers always going to still be competitive the suns you know they just added bill like i i don't know the nuggets the nuggets are I, shit i got the nuggets or nuggets they are the grand champs uh you know i just it's a lot out there to go to try to start hopping people new orleans we just won the whole soliloquy with about how new orleans is <laughs> Has been like, yeah, oh, I mean, it's a Memphis the, still got job. He can get his shit together. <laughs> like, it's a lot. I think this is the first year where we're looking at it in a long time that you're seeing. Um, I'll wait, I'll say this after the pick. So, pick is in for the Jazz. oh my god, it's Keontae George, 6'4, 220 shooting guard out of Baylor. And I believe you know he was got? on the I, 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 you know, I think he was on the national championship team a few years ago. I believe if I'm he not was. Mistaken, believe not mistaken. But, you know, I think what you were to your point, Trey, the NBA is just, it's very difficult. If you're not going to, if you're not going to come in and make an instant, you know, impact on your team, it's going to be very hard for you to get minutes. And that's where I think over the next, you know, we're seeing it now even more, but over the next, maybe three to five years, the G League is going to become a very <laughs> elite league <laughs> yeah. because you're going to have a lot of talent in there, a lot of first-round picks. Maybe not the first five, but you're going to have picks from five, maybe six on in the G League because there's just no room. And if the guy's hitting in G League, you know, it's almost going to be like that baseball mentality. Like, you know, baseball, they send the guys, they draft the guy number one, and unless you're Bryce Harper or Mike Trout, you're going straight to the, you know, minors and you're going straight to single A, which I've never understood, but, you know, with baseballs. But um, I guess that's my argument with baseball and never growing uh, is yeah. that, you know, <laughs> you know well, they send their be best honest, play. 
as a side note for baseball, to be honest, even first overall picks usually aren't ready for the majors. They don't pick them. There's nobody available ready for the majors outside of like when you get your Bryce Harpers. Like Trout, Trout didn't jump straight to the majors. He played the minors. Not for He's, long. No, but it's very rare that he a moved, baseball player. He, he, he moved up like within a month, and he was in the majors. He's playing. For, I don't uh, think it was a month, but Anaheim. Oh, but yeah, it's the it's the Angels. It's like, well, they were they were a contending team that when at that time. Not then. Was... Not then. The Yankees were they, that was supposed to be the Yankees. The, the rotation. Yeah, right. Make sure you all check out the rotation uh, yeah. weekly. Or we can argue about baseball all all day long. Yep. At the end of the day, baseball needs to grow in in that aspect and bringing up players sooner than later. But moving on. Well, sometimes you got to put the right out there. I mean, and, and I'll say this to I mean for baseball. Sometimes guys aren't ready, but sometimes if you're on a certain team and the team is failing, you may as well throw a guy out there and at least put some asses in the seats. I mean, you see that in every sport other than baseball, where if you're like some. Let's say, remember that year, what was it, the Orioles who just were, like, just awful, and the fans were like, what are we doing here? If you got a prospect down there, just throw somebody out there. At least give us some hope. And yeah. I think sometimes baseball fails that. I'm not saying take a team, like, let's say, like, the Dodgers, a team like that, who's, like, trying to continue a World Series and just go to Myers, like, hey, let's just throw this prospect up. But if you're at the bottom, at a certain point, man, just throw this guy out here and let's see what happens. Give him some real major league reps, especially that second half of the year. Once you start to get past the All-Star break and you know you aren't playing for anything, because in first case, maybe he gets some momentum. He kind of learns how to be a pro a little bit better. Even if he does, even if he's not an everyday player, just put him on the active roster. Maybe let him DH, do something. You know, just to at least get acclimated a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's my biggest thing with baseball as well. Is like right now the mm-hmm. Yankees are struggling. Right now we have a kid in the minors that was batting four hundred. It was supposed to be our top prospect, our pro- top prime prospect. Yeah, he's not playing very well in the minors right now. But bring him up. What the hell? Like. You know, you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything well right now. And it's, you're supposed to contend as the Yankees. So, I agree with you. Like, it's just, why not throw him out there? What does it hurt? He goes out there and starts batting 400. Oh, confidence? He, well, he's got to learn to go through slumps eventually. So, why not put him in there? So, I agree with you, Trey. Like, I, and I'm not I've saying he, said, be every, he doesn't have to be every night. Yeah, it'd be every day. Bring him up for a couple games and send him back down if you want to. Like, like it's exactly like that gotta be there's 162 games in a major league baseball season it's not like you don't have to like bring them up it's not like a 16 game nfl season where like every game counts you know like every game counts in majors but like you you know you can go through those slumps maybe that's a spark plug that can help you catapult to the next level right some guys are made for it i mean what do you feel about this mike I have explained why they don't do it. But what no, 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 no. I agree. You, I'm, I, I'm about to. If you. You let me, if you let me finish, I will tell you. Okay. I agree with you. I agree with you in the sense that I'm fine with, um, and I'll say his name, Jason Dominguez. I will. I would no, bring him up. No, I was talking about the no, Peraza. <laughs> no, I was talking about. No, he was talking about Dominguez. He was talking about Dominguez. Yeah, I was talking about Dominguez. I'm fi- I'm fine with per- calling Dominguez up, but it'll never happen. No, it never will. I'm but just... and, and, and I'm not and I agree with what you're saying about why they do it that way. But that's where you put your foot in your mouth as a sport 
because you'd be too stubborn saying this is what we do. Welcome to baseball. <laughs> Welcome to baseball. But yeah, that's yeah. what we're arguing. That's that, what we're yeah. saying. Oh, no, there's no argument to be made. They put their, <laughs> they, they, they mess up all the time. They're an old man's game that refuses to be anything different. Because well, it's like Rob Manfred come out today and said, oh, I'm going to stop on the Astros. Me off. That pissed me off. <laughs> he literally came out and said, I, I, I messed it up. And I'm like, yeah. Wasn't my right. best decision was the quote. But, <laughs> but <laughs> getting back Keontae to Keontae George. Yes. Getting back to the, the hardwood. Let's see how um make sure you're checking out our social medias for tales yeah, of the hardwood see more of this. with uh with Trey Day. Yes. Uh I think for me, Keontae George slots in perfectly with exactly what they thought they might get out of Colin Sexton. I think he I think he translates very well into exactly the type of guard that Colin Sexton they thought they might be getting with Colin Sexton in the deal. Yeah. But he's younger. So perhaps you d- you're able to develop someone that actually wants to play can give you what you thought Sexton was going to give you but actually wants to play in Utah because he's there from day one. Yeah, I mean, you know, Utah's an interesting place, right? Like, it takes a special person, like Trey said, to be in mm-hmm. Utah. You know, the Lakers are up here, and their pick is in. Trey, what are you hoping for for these for your Los Angeles Lakers? Of well, ultimately, I'll put it this way. I got nothing against Jalen Hood. I just don't think he's going to be on the team much longer than the next, you know, two days. True. Okay. If you get well, Get set, <laughs> let me get set up to. Uh... If you get where I'm going here, I told yeah, you. Yeah, I, 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 I think I, trade pick. No, they're not going to trade Jalen Hood is going to be a pick here, but ultimately, I we got to go get our timeline doesn't add up. We got to go. We got to go make this trade at some point. Yeah, it's not a develop maybe two to three years because LeBron probably doesn't have two to three years left. And here comes the pick. Let's see if Mr. Trey Davis is healthy. He's got right. Two years left. He ain't got two days. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen Hood Shafino, 6'5, 200 pounds, point guard out of the University of Indiana. You know, and it's sad that we're, you know, this guy's all happy. He thinks he's going to play LeBron, Anthony Davis, and everything. And then. You know, LeBron don't mess with your rookies like that. <laughs> no, he does not. You going to talk to, uh, what was that guy? You kind of, uh, Napier. Shabazz Napier in oh, Miami? Yeah. Please get me Shabazz Napier to Miami a couple of days later. I'm coming home to Cleveland. <laughs> and then, like a year later, we're trading Shabazz Napier. And then he gets to Cleveland. Remember, he writes the letter out whose name is not there? Andrew Wiggins. Right. Yeah. So, Andy, Andy, I'm I just, yeah, he won't be here. But shout out to him. Congratulations. You know, getting right. drafted is a, it's a big deal. You got picked by the Lakers. Congratulations. Yes. Well, and one day I'll stump the squad. This will be a trivia. Baby running up to you, gentlemen. I think Jamie. I think Jamie. Yeah, uh, we lost Jamie here. Yeah, yeah. Cutting up. Freezy, freezy. So, you don't think you think they're gonna? Who do you think they're gonna trade for though? Who do the Lakers say, need yeah. right now? Who do the Lakers need right now? I mean, the team I mean, that you put together. Like, I just don't think they necessarily got the pieces for it. I think it's gonna end up. I honestly wouldn't even be shocked if they somehow revisit the trade for last year, which was the Buddy Hill and Miles Turner type trade. I still wouldn't even be shocked if somehow they ended up with something like that. 
I, one of the key points is probably going to be, and this this actually to me shows they probably would not be bringing D'Angelo Russell back either way. Because if you did plan on bringing Russell back, what's the point? <laughs> you just basically right. draft his replacement in this case, or you know you're trading him and bringing. Russell. I, I I don't think Russell will be there, so I think they'll try to figure out a way to sign and trade him out, just to at least figure something out. Yeah, I mean the the team that that was put on the court last year and get traded. I said this to you. I said this could either work very well or it could work very, you know, it it doesn't hurt if it fails because you guys weren't doing well as it is, and you guys ended up making a a long run to the Western Conference Finals. So in my head, I'm thinking, you know, why not just add some key pieces to this, you know, this team. You know, you got Austin Reeves. That's yeah. a key. That's a key signing. You got. You yeah, got. That's the first part. You know, I don't think I don't. I, I just think that uh, what's his face? You just said is D'Angelo Russell is going to want way too much, and it's going to hit the cap way too hard, especially with this new CBA coming out. So, I don't. Yeah. I don't think you guys can afford him, in the sense of what he wants. Which, you know, re- regardless, he's probably probably going to have to go somewhere else and get that. Um, but the rest of the guys, I think, played very well and played very well with LeBron. And I think this, as as hard as it is to say, you know, you got to play. He's the leader. He's the go. He's the centerpiece of that team, and if you don't fit with him, you will not be on that team long. And I thought that team fit pretty well together, um, but I think you guys gotta hope for Anthony Davis to have a good start, and then trade him. As much as it hurts at first, so I've been I've been trying to trade him Davis for three years. I'm still yeah. trading Davis. That's that's your best way to get. Back enough assets. I've been. I just don't trust Davis at the end of the day to actually stay healthy. Healthy. So I'd rather right. trade him yeah. while he has value than wait. And I've, I've, I've stood on that. I still am probably gonna always stand on that. Yeah. I'm terrified mm. of being stuck with him, hurt and paying for fifty million dollars. That terrifies me. It just really does. But with the Miami Heat coming up next. Yes, John, you're Miami Heater here. Serious. Who do you I want? Mean, I mean, we have eight undrafted players on the team right now. You know, we're – it's not about who I want. It's about what's going to make the team because I think the Heat are the best team in the East, non-biased, right? So, we went through with undrafted players um, and with, you know, kind of like a hurt squad uh, throughout the whole playoffs. Beat the Boston Celtics, who were supposed to be the number one. Beat the Bucks, number one. You know, ran through the Knicks. You know, a streaking Knicks team that was doing really well. Um, What I would like to see here is a point guard uh, and get rid of Kyle Lowry's contract, to be honest with you. I think they should go guard here. Um, We'll see. I don't don't know who's – I got to go see who's available still. Um, Best available. You know, I wouldn't mind – uh, let's see. Your best bet might be Nick Smith. Well, I'm just uh, looking at uh, no, I'm looking at like the entire the, the totality of the draft and the guards who fits the Heat's mentality. Caleb Martin may not come back. You know, I might like Derek Whitehead. You know, Jamie's guy out of Duke. Um, <laughs> Nick Smith. <laughs> and that, I'm not. That's not. A, that's a prediction, not an actual quote. When I say that. Um. Nick Smith probably is my, my choice. Uh, he played well out of Arkansas. 
I think he's a grinder out of Arkansas, that the team that was always at the bottom of the SEC in basketball, now at the top. So he knows how to, like, pick, um, you know, have that chip on his shoulder. And we'll find out here in a second. Um, as, is in. How do we feel about Jamie Jacquez Jr. to the Miami Heat? Not, I'm not opposed to it. No idea who the hell he is, but I'm not. I'm not surprised that we went somewhere in the, like that. Um, have no idea who he is. Who is he? Uh, he's out of UCLA. UCLA. So the Miami Heat pick is in. Okay. He was a second team All American last yeah. year. Yeah. So he's bringing at least some type of some type of reputability. I'm not too familiar with him, but you know the Heat. The thing with them. It's kind of like the Patriots back in the day. You just don't question it because you figure, what we say, heat culture, that whoever they plug in, they'll figure it out. And if they're drafting, they must see something in work ethic or something that just fits for them. So, I mean, that's – you know how it is with the Heat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Heat are definitely – You just don't really question. And then, you know, the Heat, like, vets. You know, he, he's a four-year – he's a four-year player there. Uh, I think he's a four-year starter, actually. So – it's you know, it's one of those guys. It sounds like a Pat Riley type. Oh yes, yes, he's yes, a baller, yes. yes. He's a baller. Yes, not, the name didn't he's ring a, a bell. At I first. was gonna say, I think you've seen him before. Yes, I know who he is. Yeah, you've he seen is, him before. His productivity went up every year. He averaged almost eighteen last year. That means Plus, that means if he if they keep him, I think that that's a uh, the end of Max Struces because he'll play. Has a great baller. first name as well. He's a baller. So he doesn't <laughs> spell it right, does he? No. Mm-hmm. No, you got to switch. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it, it this surprises me a little bit for him only because he wasn't considered this high. Mm. Um, yeah, he, he was more of a he was more of an end of the first round, beginning of the second round guy. I think because of the height difference at his position. Obviously, positionless basketball and all that. But yeah. you're thinking, especially given the way the heat lineup is made up and the way UCLA played in the Pac-12, he's going to be matched up against a lot of threes, quote-unquote threes. Yeah. And so he's I don't shorter know, but than I think, I think they can get good assets for Duncan Robinson right now mm-hmm. when the chip dump that salary and have him be a better Duncan Robinson down low. Like he could defend better down low than Duncan Robinson. So you sacrifice shooting huh? for size, I suppose? You can find that shooting again. That contract is terrible. He sh- no, he can shoot. He can shoot. Not like Duncan. I'm saying like Duncan Not Robinson. Like Duncan. Duncan has yeah. one of the worst contracts in the NBA right now. Yeah. You can dump that contract, you dump that contract. Yeah. Right yeah. now, they're holding him and Lowry have two of the worst contracts in the NBA, and they're holding both of them right now, yeah. which is partly why they have so many undrafted guys. If you can get somebody to take that Duncan Robinson contract, you do that ASAP. Yeah. yeah. If they were going to go front court, I mean, like you said, Trey, they must see something extra in him. Um, if they were going to go front court, the front court size route, I thought they'd go Whitmore. What's that? So I, I was saying it's it's based on what I what I saw pre-draft. This is a little considered a little early for him. He was more of considered a late first, early second talent. But to Trey's point. They must see something extra in him, intangibles wise. He's got that. He's got that. He's got that um, chip on his shoulder type player. He's always played like that at UCLA. Mm -hmm. Now I now I know who he is. Um, He can really help uh, the Heat 
you know, defensively. He's a great defense, uh, defensive player, defensive forward. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing him at UCLA, he, he just had that chip. He just had that, like, tenacity that you want that is a Pat Riley-esque type player. And um, I think he's going to come in and make immediate um, help if they don't trade him. So that's that's the thing. I think they need this pick. I don't think they're in the same situation as the Lakers. They need this pick. They need to keep mm-hmm. their young guys. They probably need to keep their players because they have too many undrafted players right now. The, the one guy I would player. like to keep is Caleb Martin, but I think he, he proved that he's going to get a contract. Um, and then Max Struess is questionable. The one contract I wish they would never gave out was Duncan Robinson. That's what that's but, what Jay and Trey were saying. That that's now that you have him, that's what you your next order of business well, is yes. to move that deal. Duncan's owed eighteen mil this year, nineteen mil next year. It's time to get that contract out the door ASAP. Correct. That's not out of your player. No, because he doesn't perform at that. And and ultimately I don't care. If you don't perform in the playoffs, I care less what you do during the regular season. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, they, he's got it. Yeah, no, way. and I and I I think Jaquez can be can be that. I mean, he's never. I don't think he's ever going to be like your top scorer, your top rebounder, top anything. But he can definitely. He's the type, like you said, got the chip on his shoulder. He's got the dog in him. Like he'll contribute all over yeah. the floor and have that. Ten, right, time that, that we mentioned, he comes from the greatest program to ever hail. Oh God, basketball, <laughs> arguably UCLA basketball, nothing better. Pac-12 dominance. He'll come in and contribute for Pat Riley immediately. I do have a question for you, Bill. One, um, how do you feel, Mr. Walton, about the Chris Paul Golden State trade? One of the greatest point guards of all time. You pair him up with a great backcourt. If you can keep the green kid there, it reminds me of the Lakers teams, even though the Pistons destroyed them in the finals. I see this team with perennial all-stars lining up the court, uh, big ticket stuff. Get out to the red. Oak walks up in San Francisco. Get yourself on the trails. And then afterwards, go watch a great Golden State Warriors game with Chris Paul in the backcourt. It's amazing basketball. Nothing like California basketball. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, with that amazing Bill Walton impression, the Golden State Warriors pick is in. Do you feel like this pick will stick with the Warriors, or do you think they're going to trade him? It's gone. Really? It's gone. Yeah, okay. they're gonna have to make room for Draymond. Are they opinion. bringing I... Draymond back? Yeah, I think so. Because I was thinking, looking at the best of, at the those available, them getting rid of Jordan push... Poole did. I, I I think maybe I was just thinking this might be a good spot for Chris Murray. I'm surprised you didn't say Chris uh, your boy Nick Smith, but Chris Murray is the perfect person for this spot. Perfect. Yeah. Trey sitting there silently knowing who they took. Adam Silver is here. I can't pass his name. I, would, I don't know how to pass this guy's name. James. It's, James. Name. James. Last name oh, is nope. Yeah, I don't know how to pass the name. That's all I can say. I literally do not know. Brandon. Podmiski. <laughs> yeah, I know. Pod, Pods, Podzimski. 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 Yep. He seems like a Steve Kerr guy. Mm-hmm. Sure. Where's um, he from? University of Santa Clara. 
wow. Where did you get that picture from, Mike? The dude has some doodle fly. <laughs> that is his ES. That is his ESPN headshot. Yeah, that picture's amazing. We should have got some different headshot there because that doodle flats is doing him an injustice. That, that'll be that'll be a, if, if they that'll be all if Draymond comes back that'll be like the picture all over the locker room. He'll like print it. And put it <laughs> well, Brandon, what do you guys think about this welcome. Chris Paul trade? I mean. Like Mike was asking me earlier, like, is he going to take the ball up court? I said, no, he's going to probably come off the bench because most likely they're not going to have, they're not going to take the ball out of Steph Curry's hands. What he it does is ultimately he comes in for Curry and he allows him um, to have Curry not play every night as well. You know, Curry's starting to get older. He start you see the injuries starting to creep up more and more. Um, this is actually better for Curry to have him in the backcourt, his veteran presence. Um, but he's not going to replace Curry as the point guard. He's a better point guard than no. Curry. He's that, good he's for the second no. unit. He's good for the second unit because he can create for the second unit who all need to become better scorers. Correct. So it fits in pretty good. Correct. Curry's a way better point guard than Chris Paul. Yeah. So at this point, yes. Um, no, in total, like you guys buy into the argument that he's a top three point guard of all time. Who? Chris Paul. Steph Curry. Oh Steph yeah, yeah, Curry. Yeah. Steph yeah, Curry is yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, now looking at a, at a particular number they just showed on here, not surprising why Golden State would pick him up, 44% three-point shooter in college. Oh, Steve Kerr kind of guy. Yeah, makes Steve sense. Kerr kind of guy. Also, so here's the, here's the thing is, and it, it's not going to happen, do you replace Clay? Clay has not been, been a shell of himself over the last four years. You take the pressure He's off Clay. I don't think you replace him. But this takes he's the pressure. Not, he's on. not been he's not been the clay that we've seen prior COVID. If somebody right. caught if somebody caught off a right thing, I'd trade Clay Thompson. Well, yeah, so I would if, the like, Thompson to the Lakers talk tree. I don't think he's going to the Lakers, but he just there's always been clay to the Lakers because of the dad and all UCLA that and yeah, the dad and you know, his dad played for the Lakers. He grew up a Kobe fan, a Lakers fan. His dad still is the Lakers announcer. He's still, he's still Stanford, really. Yeah, Michael Thompson is one of the Lakers radio announcers. Nice. It's been for like more than 10 years for years. Besides, he has to join his brother in L.A. He plays for the Dodgers. Yeah, Trace Thompson. Yeah, yeah Trace, yeah. yeah. He's actually not a bad player. Yeah, Trace that. Thompson. Well, here comes the Houston Rockets with their second pick of the night. Hmm. Mike, remind me who they, who they picked with the first pick or the second pick. Their yeah, first pick. Right? Then they go Thompson. Thompson. Yeah, the yeah, Amon they got Thompson. they got Eamon Thompson. Yeah. So who who goes here? Well, their other position of need is supposedly power forward, but Jabari with Jabari Smith there, Cam Whitmore maybe Whitmore or Murray. Whitmore really his stock Whitmore. dropped big, time, huh? Yeah, he, he was, was like the, he, he was yeah, projected possibly top five. Yeah. I wonder what's happened. I haven't heard anything. What's happened? But his stock got killed. Who? Cam Whitmore. Whitmore. Whitmore was like projected potentially top five pick. Like I had him at yeah. five going to Detroit, and he's still there. Yeah, he's dropped out of nowhere. I haven't seen anything of why, but I don't know if it's a medical or anything like that. And it seems to be that it's he's the guy of the night that's like, okay, now he's going. Nope, now he's going. But no, nope, seriously, now he's going. But seriously though, now he's going. Yeah, yeah, but no, guys, we were just kidding before. Now no, no, no. This time, for real, 
I just talked to my guy in Houston. Uh, they actually just invited him down to a spot called Breakfast Club. It's a good little brunch spot. I just talked to one of the guys there. They say he's going to make an appearance at Breakfast Club tomorrow in Houston. So, okay. Cam Whitmore to Houston. Well, the pick is not in yet, so we'll see here. But, yeah, I just – you know what? I do love – the one thing I love the NBA draft the most is we don't have this 40-minute between uh, – Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Where you got to sit here, buy time, try to act like all these things just thought out. Like, I don't get why the NFL has to be 40 minutes between picks. It never makes sense to me. Yeah. We were for – for our NFL draft show, we were on – outside – we were outside for – an hour and a half, two hours. We got to pick nine. <laughs> yeah. The NFL draft is ridiculously long for no reason. Not to mention, we got taken out by a hurricane that I didn't expect. Yeah, I mean, that for. didn't help. This is amazing. I'm not going to lie. I don't have to worry we about have to do freaking setup, lights. Nothing. <laughs> lights killing my mom and, you know, <laughs> me, me having a spaz attack. You definitely Jamie, Jamie, Jamie trying to. Calm me down. It's okay. It's okay. Okay, Bill Walton. Leave me alone. <laughs> Just think about the comfort. Eat trip. enough mushrooms before the show, bro. <laughs> John, I remember a storm back in the great Portland. <laughs> His name was formerly known as Lou Alcindor. <laughs> Did you guys watch that? I'm, the practice, I'm Bill Walton. Did you guys see the... Uh, the 30 for 30, it's like a three-part series of him, like, uh, I have the greatest life or something like that. Like, greatest. I have uh, not life. seen that, but something. I probably It's probably real interesting. Yeah. Like. <laughs> How to imagine. It, it, it is. It's like his his sons are all, like, different. Like, really mm-hmm. different. Like, yeah, one's really Luke athletic. Like, Luke, Luke was like the best like, athlete. Yeah. And then, like, the other two are kind of, like, one's a good businessman and the other's a good musician. Like, they all have their, like, secret talents. Different like, parts of Bill. <laughs> and, then, and then his wife is, like, this little Asian woman. She's, like, five foot. And they're all, like, 6'10", six, 6'11". Six, <laughs> in the family picture, she just looks like the little sister in the middle. <laughs> Guess that's how they roll in the Conference of Champions. Used to big conference of champions. I was going to say that. When's the last time they actually won a championship? Yeah, see, that's pretty much just SEC country all over except for basketball right now. And LSU Florida greatest, should be a different matchup. There's the greatest shocker of all. Cam Whitmore out of Villanova. Villanova. I mean, for you, if there's a guy that you, everybody thought was going top five and they somehow basically managed to get Two guys that a lot of people had as possible top five picks. I mean, for them, I guess big win for them. Yeah. You know, Houston doesn't they said mind the same thing last on. year. They said it was a big win, big win last year. So it's like two drafts in a row. Right. Yeah. And, so and, and that's what that's what in Houston's committed to developing these guys, right? So they're not mm-hmm. committed to bringing in a star. And like these guys will be stars in a few years if these guys pan out to the way they feel and that everyone says they will be. It's going to be a tough payday for Houston. But, you know, they could have a team that makes a good run in the playoffs. Or, you know, if they get James Harden, 
you know, how will James Harden – I think it will take a lot of pressure off James Harden. And mm-hmm. will allow him to kind of just ease into it and just – you know, he's not the elusive player he used to be. He's more of a lax player now. Yeah. But now you've got two guys in your quote-unquote front court, Whitmore on the wing, but also Jabari Smith. With this rotation of guards that you're presumably adding Harden to, you've now got two uber-athletic forwards that can spread the floor for these guards, whoever, whatever combo you've put on the floor. And I know I can't remember how to say his name, but their big center that ended up being a big surprise Last year, he was talking about a starts with an S. I don't with an S, I would say a single, single. Yeah, I can't. So he's yeah. there, like he's a pretty like standard, like your typical seven foot center. But now with these, I feel like with Smith and Whitmore, you've definitely been able to spread the floor, and you might be able to use him more effectively as your standard, you know, sit in the post center. So yeah, I I I really like this pick for Houston. Usman Garuba? Is that his name? No, Singun. Singun. Singun's the one. Mike, I'm pretty right, sure. The stupidest question asked of the entire night was Monica asking, I can't remember which person. She said, I saw that you hugged all of your siblings before you came up here to talk to us. Tell us about that moment. And, like, why was that important before you came up here? I was like, what? Like, why would you even ask that question? She's a friggin' cake <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Not a fan at all. Not a fan at all. I don't think she's very good, like for live. She's good in prep shows, but live, she asks some really terrible questions. ESPN's really getting the the DME class right now. People that have really sort of. (laughs) Your boy Stephen A. Smith's on the other channel yelling right now. Yeah, Yeah, Stephen A. Smith yelling on ABC, ESPN. They got Monica McNutt over here, right? Yeah, clearly, (laughs) clearly. It's an amazing pick. Amazing pick. <laughs> but clearly. We got the Nets coming up here. Back to back picks. One of them. Go with. One of them, I think, is probably going to end up being Bryce Sensible from Ohio State. I was sad you didn't do your uh, Ohio State bit saying that. Oh, yeah. Where, where you, oh you mean Bryce Sensible from the. Ohio State University. There we go. That team, yeah. <laughs> Trey, the as the resident Ohio team, State fan, they kind of just seem lost in translation right now. Like you don't know what to be, what what to think of the right. Nets. Like, are they a playoff contender? Like, c- can they win forty five games or are they going to win thirty games? You know, like you really don't know what what direction they're going in right now. I don't think you're wrong when I said it, Jamie. But I said I thought that was a sneaky Trey Young spot because the Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And yeah. then they go rival the Knicks with Trey Young as ultimate for playing on the other New York yeah. team. Yeah. Because they have you know, I love me. these I love me some. They, they have so many picks. Like they they, they they got their picks back, but then they still have a lot of just really solid guys. So there's a lot you can do. Yeah. They're making up for the the Kevin Garnett Paul Pierce trade. Yeah. Twice. That box thing, and then they come back around. Botch it again with the whole Kyrie, James Harden. Then they botch it again and go get Ben Simmons. Sorry, so. Yeah, <laughs> that was, I mean, the biggest thing with the Nets that they just needed to kind of 
they needed one of those superstars, right? And they got KD at the worst time because KD was just coming off that Achilles injury in the play in the in the playoffs. Knew he was going to be a, probably a year, year and a half. Right. And then, and then as soon as he comes back, he tears his ACL again. And it's like ah, damn. it's like you could never get lucky. And that was the player you wanted to surround your team around. But unfortunately, Kyrie, you bring in a big you know, three that played sixteen games together. Like that, that in itself is almost like I want. They should do a thirty for thirty. Is like the most jinx team of all time to try and create. Like, a no one, it'll it'll only be sixteen minutes though. <laughs> <laughs> one minute for every game. No, that's it. <laughs> they do need. A Actually, some... they need two. Oh. Ben Simmons portion, it'll just be nothing there. <laughs> the first exactly. And that fits it perfect. Ben Simmons portion, an empty chair. <laughs> ben Simmons was here. <laughs> ben, Simmons, ben Simmons declined declined to take part in this documentary as he's away from the team. <laughs> Again. Well, looks like uh Andre Andre Jackson. We'll be going no, no, they're the... just talking about him. I know. I just, I exactly. just wanted to be. I, I mean, wanted it to be, be a guru. terrible. Pick. God damn it! Oh, I thought you were saying. No, I thought you were saying that was a pick. No, I was gonna say. I, I, I don't think Noah Connie would appreciate him uh, trying to take this spot. Ah, Jesus well, Christ! They got Bobby. That's why they got Bobby on. Well, at least I have a thing. If it was Andre Jackson Jr., I don't have a thing for him. So yeah, messed up. Just put up a picture of a random guy and just say this is Andre Jackson. Well, I could find a picture and just share the screen or whatever. But <laughs> we'll see. I mean, no trades, no real trades tonight. Is that normal? No, well, because feel- they, they've been doing a lot of them before. I mean, we had like two, three crazy trades. A lot of activity had, in the last today. Yeah, we had two crazy we'll see, trades. We'll see it last- tomorrow. We'll see yeah, more like throughout the next few days. Twenty four hours leading up to it, like two blockbuster trades. Yeah, once everybody knows tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Once everybody knows what they can get. After. Yeah. So the home arena gets their pick tonight, and then gets another, and then and, gets like and they go back to back. First one oh, is clowny. But you know this one. This is one of those times Adam Silver just stay out the entire and the next pick is. We'll right, right. Y'all had both picks. You see, y'all know we over. <laughs> this whole thing. Like when you have back to back like this, it's unless you know you're going to move, you should make both cool. of them at the same time. So they pick. Right. Uh, they got to give each of their FaceTime. Though. That's the problem, right? Like doing the interviews, giving them 15 seconds of payment. No, they, they need to give. They're going to be teammates. Get used to sharing. The, get used to sharing the camera together. <laughs> <laughs> He was a great player at Alabama. I think he really held it down in in the center position. Um, he's going to play good for the Nets in that if they don't trade Mikael Bridges or Cam Johnson, he's going to be a good threat. He's also really good defensively. He really has good footwork as a center and as a tall 6'10 guy. He has good footwork and can really read the court real well. And that's why Alabama was as dominant as they were. Brandon Miller, of course. But this guy, Noah Clowney, he's definitely a key contributor to that team. Yeah, he turned a sure. lot of shots back the other way, man. Correct. A lot of easy baskets. He, and the, a lot of the baskets would be him coming from another part of the court. So either the wing, the top of the key, mm-hmm. wherever it was, he'd be coming back. and So he's good at getting back to his spot. 
Yeah, and and that fits well with both offensively and defensively with a guy on your team like Cam Johnson, who's always yeah. kind of it been in his best environment and playing his best game when he's had the ability to be the floor stretcher. Him being 6'10 and be able to guard up at the top of the key, up at the top that's of big. the perimeter, that's, that's huge. Big. Yeah. Well, that's just the motive they've been doing. They're getting a lot of long guys who can defend. That's basically what they built this whole roster off. So, yeah, he fits right in with what they seem to be trying to aim for as an organization. Right, but put Trey Young in this roster and they could be a top five team in the East. Right. Yeah, because that, yeah, that, that was why I thought Trey, you know, is a dark horse because you put him somewhere like here, he doesn't have to worry about defending. All these guys defend. He goes and gets his shot. Right. He closes the games, and they make sure everything else takes care of on the other side of the ball. And if they don't want to pay out a whole dollar money, they can get Van Vliet. Hmm. Yeah, which still wouldn't be a bad plug. And he's, yeah, not a bad consolation if you don't get some trade. Number on pick 22 here has been a long night. And we've, what's that? Not feeling his suit at all. Not feeling his no. Very plain. Nah. I don't. We get New York new stylists. Mike, is that Salmon? <laughs> yeah, that's closer. No, that's that's like a, that's like a uh, like a coral. That's coral. Yeah. Uh, coral, right? You're yeah. See, see, sa- Salmon, as you say, Salmon, is somewhere in between that hot pink one and this yeah. and this coral one. It's it's the okay. one. It's the shade in between. Hmm. It's like what salmon salmon looks like cooked. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is cooked salmon. <laughs> but what you really want is you want the fresh. John, wake up! <laughs> I'm just listening to his take on cooked salmon. What do you know about cooked salmon? <laughs> I've watched you cook it. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> While I was off on the off on the other side cooking my burgers. <laughs> and hot dogs and mac and cheese. Don't forget the mac and cheese. Hot dog. I find the hot dog. Ketchup, Pepper Home style. Add your ketchup. What, mac and cheese? Hell yep. no. That's the same. Pepper Home style. Nope. Yeah. Well, Pat Holmes can't be right about everything. That's the meal of a champion. Mac and no. cheese. Actually, you know, really good mac and cheese if you do a twist on it. If you do like a white sauce and you make like put onions and little, and little pieces of ham. This is back in the pork days. Ooh. And you put a little cheese on top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way to heaven. I hear you. That's a good guy. And now he wants to tell everybody about how good. Everyone else with fat new food. <laughs> I go off at the recipe. Damn, I did not realize Bridges averaged 26 a game with the Nets. Bro, Bridges balled out once he left. He went off. He went yeah, off. Yeah. I mean, but he also, I mean, was pretty much the only guy besides Cam Johnson there. Right. I mean, realistically, when he was with Phoenix, he played a good he was really like hidden behind Devin Booker, but he also was a key guy on that. Um, he was like the Marcus Smart of the Phoenix Suns team. Like he was a smart yeah. defensive, right? Yeah, which I, was, which I thought was which I thought was terrible when they traded him. I was like, ah, yeah. keep him, yeah. Cam Johnson. Yeah. You can go, but I saw other people out there. Like I would have thrown freaking Aiden in that, but nobody wanted Aiden. <laughs> I would have gladly threw Aiden in, but nobody wanted. Him. They should have <laughs> thrown Aiden. They should have <laughs> traded Aiden. They should have never re-signed Aiden. After the NBA Finals, they should let yeah. Indiana, Indiana put out the offer. They matched it. They should let Indiana mm-hmm. take him when they wanted. Mm-hmm. They should have been like, "Oh no!" And then the Lakers no, would have gotten Miles no, Turner. 
Well, when they said, but they probably said nothing would have fit better. They said let Indiana when Indiana did it. They said then went for a sign and trade and told them we want the Hield and Turner deal that they were trying to do with the Lakers, which would have actually yeah. been a better fit. That's what I would try to do. Yeah, well, I've been back and look how that worked out. You know, Mike's I didn't like it. Finally goes up the board. There. Mike's called Nick Smith's name about eight times tonight. Maybe this is the one, Mike. <laughs> well, there's, there's that. We'll find out here in a second. Yeah, John and I will find out in a minute. You'll find out in a minute. Well, I'm, I'm on YouTube TV too, like y'all. I'm a little bit ahead of y'all. We all watch the same. Yeah, no. So, so the order, as I can tell, goes Jay, Trey, me, John. I'm watching the same exact time as y'all, though. I'm just talking to people. <laughs> well, okay. Sorry. We don't have sources, Trey. Trey ain't got no sources. Trey has people that have Tesla satellite TV. They're like seven <laughs> seconds, seven minutes ahead. Of me. <laughs> <laughs> they know the pick no, before not, the teams I, do. I do know who the next pick is, but I'm not, I'm not even going to say anything on this one. It's, it's sensible. No. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just... I'm just, just going to sit you know here still. You know who the Portland pick is? I'm just going to sit here still. Huh? You know, you're saying you know who the Nets' next pick is or yeah. Portland's pick? No, no, the Nets' pick. Okay. I'm just going to sit still and just. I'm just Jay, sit are, still. Jay already said it. Mr. Silver say it out But yes, let's let Mr. Silver say it for everybody. Yeah, come on, Mr. Silver. I'll be very interested to see the reaction. He walks fat. He- See, Actually, he walks pause, faster pause, than Goodell. Pause real quick. He does. We need to hear this pick. <gasps> that's, why, that's why we should have ended this show at 21. <laughs> no, I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's Jay's favorite player in the draft. Let's talk about it. <laughs> this is this is Jay's. Oh, this God. is uh, Jamie's favorite player in this draft. Absolute bum of a player. Uh, so, Mr. Grandpa Jay, I, I would <laughs> like to hear your thoughts on the Whitehead pick the for the Brooklyn Nets. The floor Look, is yours. I, I give him, he's, a, he's an intelligent kid. Like, I like his post-game interviews. I like the fact that he was mature enough to talk, like, when his game was developing about them. Understand that the season was a long season. I like all that. But that's all it is. It ain't nothing more than that. That's all you getting. Somebody you can give you a good interview because he ain't giving you much game on the court. Way to go, Brooklyn. Way to be the Brooklyn Nets as usual. What, Jay? You're not That's a fan of a, a, you're not a fan of a first round pick that averaged eight points a game. Two rebounds. Well, <laughs> two rebounds. Well, I think on that note, I think it's time for I think it's time for Cinco Squad to sign off in their annual 2023 NBA draft show. We appreciate everyone for tuning in. We will be back here next Thursday at noon. Make sure you watch, uh, tune into YouTube and Facebook for the show to drop. We got a lot of great Mm -hmm. topics next week going into the first week of the full summer. Um, Looking forward to talking with you guys here next week. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of the draft and we will see you here. Any final thoughts? Jason Wallace, SGA, Kentucky Blackboard and OKC. I'm once again an OKC fan. This is a very odd year. There are no UNC prospects because Armando Baycott decided he wanted to play a 19th season. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fellas. We'll see you here next week. Get Dame out of there. 
Let's. It's, it's the school Henderson era. <laughs> there we go. All right. There we go. All right. See y'all next week. We'll tune in to Facebook and YouTube for our show next week, dropping at noon Eastern. See you next week, guys.